We, 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 Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Your good time with a good time and buds. I'm Austin. And I'm Kevin. And Breaking News. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't uh, really know how to put this, but I've just been handed a troubling, troubling report. Uh, it sounds as though Europe is isolating itself from the rest of the world. I heard about that. Uh... The German Chancellor? Yeah. Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. That's a sexy name. Yeah, dude. She's... Better than Olga. Is it Olga? Or is it Angela? It's Angela, but it's spelled like Angela. Angela. And I misread it every time I see it in print. But, uh, yeah, the Merkster. The Merkel. The Merk. She, uh, after Donald Trump's visit to, um, to Europe... And, Which I'm and the sure Middle East, just lovely. and the Middle East, uh, including Israel, since he didn't know yeah. that Israel was in the Middle East. Uh, but anyways, during their G7 summit and all this, um, no one knows exactly what all went down. We've obviously seen the pictures of him shoving the guy to get oh, to the front to adjust his yeah. shirt. And, uh, what was Playing that the handsies with the Pope. Handsies with the Pope. Praying at the fucking. Oh. Yeah, going to the wall. God. Um, fucking trying to outshake the oh. uh, France's new yeah. prime minister. But it turns out France's guy was actually trying to beat Donald in that. Obviously. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. Come on. You're going up against Donald. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now that you know what to expect after yeah. you've seen the Asian Just, guy. Yeah. The Asian guy. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a much more important person than that. Is he? Well, I mean... Well, we're all you know, just guys, say, aren't we? Don't say his name. We're all just dudes. That little Asian boy. That little Asian boy. When it comes down to it, that guy wants the same thing as you and me. No, but fucking Trump, dude. Young Japanese women. Huh? Donald Trump as well, probably. Yeah, Donald Trump as well. Um, he obviously likes his daughter. Not that we have to jump back into God, that. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's so weird. But no, he's basically just going over there and making a bigger ass of himself and of us. And so Germany's like, or Europe is basically saying that we can no longer rely on you to take care of us, so we're going to have to basically start taking care of ourselves, and we don't need you, so we're going to have to cut ties with you, pretty much. Yeah. But also, they, uh, it was the fact that he went to, like, Saudi Arabia and all these places that he's been vilifying for a long time in America. Oh, yeah. Like, during the campaign trail, he went there, did nothing but give them praise, and then he, when he met with the people that are our allies... He criticized it for not paying. You're not yeah. paying enough. He roasted him. Yeah, basically, it, it, and I, that's just so it's just indicative of how he must have treated everybody at the summit, which is why Angela Merkel then says, uh, "Looks like Europe has to take care of ourselves because we can no longer rely on the U- United States." Well, I think <coughs> I think that's how he probably treated everyone throughout his life. Yeah. If he's making money off you, he's being nice to you. And if you're if you're trying if he feels like you're trying to take advantage of him, he's just gonna be a dick to you. Yeah. He'll try to take advantage of you. Well, and I heard this point uh, today actually, which is and I can't remember who said it, but somebody said why did he want to do this? He's seventy years old. He's got like eight summers left. Yeah. Why would you want to spend that as a president? Why you got would... eight summers left. 
Maybe. That guy eats a lot of fried chicken. And he's like, yeah. And he suntans constantly. The guy cannot does be Does he suntan or does he lotion? He seems like a lotion yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a fucking fairy. But, no, he does. Melania uh, probably has to see that thing in a banana hammock. Oh, what an unfortunate. Well, I mean, if she's ever there, she's been lately slapping his hands away when oh. he's gone to hold her hand. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's hilarious. Did you hear that Donald Trump is already like set to outspend Obama on vacations by like? I'm pretty sure he already. Yeah, maybe he hasn't already, but yeah. And he gave him so much shit for that too. Republicans all gave him so much shit. Yeah, and uh, the confusing thing is, I mean, it's not confusing because everybody in Congress or whatever, all the Republicans are proving themselves to be just spineless. uh, It's so bad. Fish-handed. Just it's so bad. Pussies. that they're, they all know this, and they're just jumping behind it like, yeah, we win, I guess, and so we're just gonna run this thing into the ground just so we could say that we won, rather than you know try to meet anybody in the middle. Did you hear about the kids uh, refusing to take a photo with Paul Ryan? No. It was like a class of eighth graders. Nice. And one hundred of them refused to take a photo with him, and when they interviewed one of the kids. His statement was because we don't want to take a picture with somebody who reflects such a poor, um, you know... Role model, basically. Yeah, for America, but essentially because he put puts party over country. Kid just oh. burned him in the newspaper. Nice. It's badass. That's badass. Yeah. Fucking eighth grade. And so that's all the Republican Party. And there's still so many people that I see on Facebook sharing all these things like... Trump 2020, <coughs> the Lord sent Donald Trump for us. Let me tell you something. The Lord did not send Donald Trump for us, and I'll tell you why. The Republican Party is not the party of Jesus Christ, and I will tell you why. Because if it were up to Jesus, he would give away all his money, health care would be free, education would be free, and it would be a communal style of living. And it would be a bridge, not a wall. Yeah. Instead of building a wall... We build a bridge. Like, literally, when I was in eighth grade, I got kicked out of the youth group at, yeah. at our hometown. We told my buddy's dad, who gave us a ride to and from the youth group, we were like, yeah, he kicked us out. The first thing he says is, that doesn't sound like what Jesus would have done. Yeah. Like, no, no shit. No he's, shit. He's... Okay, Kevin, I was just thinking about us being in youth group today. Yeah. Earlier today, I was you thinking about us being in youth group. And how the fact that they kicked Lenny out be- oh. for... He brought the most kids ever, ever in that would otherwise have been doing drugs, have been doing other there things. There was like 90 people consistently. Yeah. And then they got rid of him and it was like 16. Yeah. Never got the numbers back. Yeah. So the point is, Republicans are not the party of Jesus Christ. The Republicans are all about, what's mine is mine, don't get on my land. Yeah. yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, it's... <laughs> yeah. Capitalism. This land is my land. But, this land is not your land. Yeah, capitalism, but to the extreme. To the extreme, yeah. I mean, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with capitalism. No, I'm, I'm in full not. support of capitalism. Obviously. Uh, We're not commies. But there are. you should take care of people Absolutely. as much as you, you know, Absolutely. Kind of take care there of yourself. There are general goodness. There are general acts of kindness that everyone should just do yeah. instead of having to be told or reminded to do them. Humans are apes. Apes are social creatures. Apes thrive in a community. Yeah. Uh, there's no difference from us, apes, but we're trying to wall ourselves off. Apes pay for sex. Yeah, exactly. You know what I always wonder? Well, I actually only recently started wondering this, but since I started wondering it, I've thought a lot about it. Okay. 
if we took apes, like a like a group of apes, like a maybe a hundred sample size. So not a ton. Maybe 110. But enough. Well, nah, now you're pushing it. Okay. But we put them. It makes it. <laughs> we put them in a place, mm-hmm. like in the jungle, but where they are, they are out of the food chain. Nothing there can kill them or eat them. All they have to do is live and be happy. We mm-hmm. give them everything that they need and nothing else. How long? <clears throat> how many generations do you think it would be before they started getting jobs? Before they started using currency for things that they just have? Like, it would take forever, because why would you ever do that? Yeah. Why would you ever make life so much harder on you as soon as you got the top? Yeah. Where there was nothing, life was the easiest it could ever be. You live, eat, sleep, and fuck. That's all you do, and you made it so much harder on yourselves just so that you could go farther away. Yeah. That's all we've really been able to do is go farther away than where we start. Kevin, that's, Who that's a pretty good cares? little breakdown. Yeah. Who cares? No, I agree. They um, would, monkeys would never do that. No. I'm about to toss something your way. Feel free to toss it back. And I'm, I, don't, I don't really know if I believe it or not, but I am playing devil's advocate with it. Some people say that, I do love that, the devil. that in the <laughs> some people say that in the Bible, when it mentions the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that Adam and Eve eat was actually some sort of mushroom. Because mushrooms were really symbolic. Uh, they find them in a lot of old religious symbolism. Um, but they actually ate mushrooms, and that's what gave them that consciousness. Is it possible that that story is semi-true, and we all fucked ourselves? Well, yeah. Because what if we really were living in total communion with God, whether God is an actual person, or God is simply right now, consciousness as a whole? God is just, just now? Yeah. Because God always... God just is. is yeah. He he. You know, it's not that he was and he will be. It's that he just he is. is. So or you know, is that God? And then we you know ate these mushrooms and then all of a and sudden and then we got a sense of time or something. And we got a sense of time and we or started count counting age and just like wondering wondering. See, our biggest problem is we wondered what we wondered what was more. We yeah. wondered what else could be. We already had it. We had everything. We had it in the now. Yeah, we had everything, but yeah. then we wanted to know what was next. Yeah. And once you start looking at what's next, now you fuck everything up because you're never gonna know what's next. One of the there's most always, human things. There's always one more next that yeah. you can look to. Yeah. So you'll. Ne- it's like tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. Yeah. Because tomorrow is gonna be today again, and yesterday's gonna be yesterday again, and we're never gonna get to tomorrow. Kevin, this is working out great, and I'll tell you why. I've been uh, listening to this audio book, The Power of Now, big book from the '90s. Did I already tell you about Eckhart Tolle? I think I might have. No. I thought we did on well, uh, maybe, possibly a lot. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. But anyways. The Do you think I remember now, every single thing you tell me? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Definitely not. I'd say a lot. So the, the, the point is, The Power of Now is a book written by a guy who... At least it's not written by a woman. <laughs> well, then who would read it? <laughs> I, I, as I tell you this story, I realize I'm pretty sure I have told you, but it's about the guy who lived on a bench for like two years. Oh, yeah, in a state yeah. Of total bliss. Yeah. So anyways, I've just continued to read he, the book. Because he used to live like a really hectic, yeah. just life, yeah. But as I've continued to read it, like it gets deeper and just kind of more, you know. Profound. Fucking, yeah. And he uses the Bible as um, one of his references as to what the now is and what Jesus was pointing to. Is that God is whatever, God is what is without time. Because the present is technically an eternal amount of time because time is not actually real. Yeah. 
And so he, he made the point, when have you ever had a thought in the future? You don't. Never. You have a thought in the now about the future. And the only thing that gives us stress is the past, which is regrets, and the future, which is anxiety. Yeah. And if you just concentrated on not thinking ahead or behind or just getting thoughts out of uh, your head yeah. and just being. Just look at what's in front of you. You're there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what drugs does. Yeah. You don't think about the future or the past. That's exactly what drugs do. They, Because whenever we take them, well, you feel well, like. psychedelic drugs. Psychedelic drugs, yeah. Yeah, let's be distinct. Uh, yeah. yeah, psychedelic drugs, but when you take them, you feel wherever you guys are, you feel like you're the only ones in the universe. Literally, like there's like a bubble that's literally if there's a bend around a river and yeah. you can't see around that bend, that's where your world stops. That's where the world you stops. You can be yelling and there can be a family right over there and you will you don't give a shit because no. in your mind they're not there. They're not there. They're just yelling. Yeah. And you whatever you can see is it. Yeah. It and therefore, you're completely in the now, which anybody could live that way if they wanted to, if they really got good at yeah. getting rid of thought, is that, because it's true, when you are there, drugs or not, that is all that matters, is you right there. Everything else is technically an illusion according to where you're at. What if we get a hundred monkeys, okay. put them in a safe environment where they're at the top of the food chain, they okay. have nothing to worry about, boom, leave them. Yeah. They are the control. Mm-hmm. The other ones, you put in there, and every once in a while, you give them drugs. Give them drugs. And just That's interesting. See how over yeah, time, if that, if that changes their behavior. Here's another interesting idea, and this will totally work out when uh, the authoritarians uh, finally take over this country because all the Republicans are still voting for them. Yeah. Awesome. But but once that happens, you could do this experiment because people won't be worth anything. You take monkeys, you put them in one area where they're the top of the food chain, and then you take a bunch of people, put them in the top of the food chain. Who do you think is going to survive? Monkeys. The humans are going to kill each other. Because <laughs> they're stupid as fuck. Yeah. The one Donald Trump of the group will just kill everyone and then be like, oh, I win, but now I'm yeah, alone. Yeah, I win, but now I'm alone. And then I die. Yeah. And this is awesome. Yeah, you're the king of the world with zero friends. Yeah. Who wants to live that kind of life? I would rather have one... I'd rather be the... Two people in the world and stuck with my sworn enemy. Yeah. And like, just, I still, I would still hate him. I would still hate his very core. But I would just live in enough proximity to where I see him once in a while <laughs> so that I know I got him not alone. I still got, I still got fucking Derek over there. You'd hate Derek at first. I would hate Derek. Until forever. eventually. No. You guys fucked each other. Well. You know that's coming. Probably. But I, I can hate fucking. That's true. Yeah. I mean,. You will until it turns to love. It's not it always crazy. will. You think? I've heard. You think? <laughs> I've read in books. <laughs> you think that like if you were stuck on the earth with just another man, you would eventually love him? I think you would. You know why? And I'm talking. I'm talking. I think it would be a lot of steps. Obviously. More so for more people like us. Obviously. But uh. If it was a chick, I would probably love her day one. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I'm stuck with you. I can find love in this. Yeah. But I feel like at a certain point, everybody needs love. And if you literally only have one other person on earth... You're going to love them. You're going you're gonna to figure out a way to love them. That's true. And it, unfortunately for all the 
Well, it's not unfortunate if you love them. Yeah, it's, love, yeah that's love true. Love is not unfortunate if you're gay. No, you're it's right. Just, no, it you're just right. seems I unfortunate for a straight man, but love is love. It's regardless. Yeah. No, I but misspoke. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. It's just going to be weird at first because I've never like loved intimately another man. Yeah. So it's going to be weird. And, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say anymore because anything <laughs> I say, I will screw myself over and make myself sound like a worse person than I am. Yeah. No, but um, I don't know where you're coming from. But... But the point is, Donald Trump is just the tip of the shit. Yeah, burger. we yeah, we're at the tip of the shit burger. Donald right Trump now, is the tip of the shit burger. Mr. Leahy, no, Mr. Leahy says tip of the shit burger. We're the tip of the shit burger, Randy. And uh, so. No, we're fucking done for. We're done for. Um, but maybe we're not. Well, uh, there is like a theory that civilizations only live like so long. Like, mm. Each civilization. None about two hundred years. Yeah. On average, we're at two thirty or two fifty. <coughs> yeah, we're like right. We're we're longer. We may be in first, but we may be in first like Donald Trump, or we're in first, but we have no friends left. True, but so we're about to just fucking. I have a little bit of faith in the power of the internet. As much as I don't like the internet, the internet also keeps yeah people but the, much more the informed much. than if it was just newspapers and TVs. Here's the thing. The internet is, is a full sharing it, of ideas. It cannot only be the dumb people that use it because you. How can you get smart these like today without yeah. using the internet? But the dumb people are the loudest on it. It is a problem, and that is the most annoying thing. Yeah, because who comments on YouTube videos? I don't. Fucking dumb people. Yeah. Literally, people that answer questions on forums are living superheroes. People who answer the census. Oh yeah, on Yahoo answers yeah. and shit. Like yeah. yeah, people that answer forum questions. Like, God bless my him. computer's crashing, what do I do? And someone just takes like, oh, have you tried restarting it? Yeah. That guy is a fucking godsend. Yeah. If there is a god, he needs to make more people like that. Yeah. We need more. Because I would never, even if I knew how to do it, I would never take the time out of my day to put it on a forum so that somebody else could figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We need more community. We need more community. For sure. And, uh, but the point is, um, who knows what it's going to look like in 50 years. We've, we've taken a turn. I'm, it, it, it blows my mind because I know that the result of, e- of either person winning was going to be such a drastic difference from the, from the other that I go, we're at this point with Donald Trump, you know, where would we, be? I'm not saying it would have been better, but I'm saying I think it would have been less stressful. It would have been less chaotic. But the draining thing is, is it would have just literally been four more years down the same bullshit fucking path for yeah. the last eight. That is a much safer path. That is a much more, that is a much more reasonably, like... Doable, maybe doable. we could continue yeah. this. Yeah. No, um, not gonna end the world tomorrow. Angela Merkel wouldn't be saying that yeah. we can't trust the U.S. anymore. I know probably for sure that tomorrow I'm not gonna wake up to a nuke. Yeah. This way... No idea. Yeah. I did hear that they had uh, successful testing, though, of their well, uh, anti-missile system yeah, on the Pacific. North Korea did some test where they showed that they could launch a missile that could reach the United States. So in return, the United States launched a missile showing how they could defuse Blow missiles in the air. Yeah, dude. Fucking America rules. <laughs> so yeah, fuck you. We've been ready for this. And that's Like, we I- were the first ones to have nukes. You don't think we were the first ones to come with a counter for nukes? Yeah, we... uh <laughs> Our, California's police force, if if militarized, 
is would be the sixth largest military in the world. Yeah. So they can go fuck off. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm putting this to you, Kim. You can go, <laughs> you go fuck yourself. Fuck you can go fuck yourself. Uh, so on that side, I actually do side with the Republicans. I think it's important to have a good defense system. Absolutely, but we don't need to... Since we live in the world we live in. Well, yeah. Obviously, peace is the answer, but since we live in the world we're li- we since live in, you've got you to be the since best. Since we're not getting peace, yeah. If we're not getting peace, we we're going to kick some ass. We do spend way more on... Oh, we spend... We took a lot yeah. from needy children and <laughs> put it towards one extra bomb. Yeah. We did a lot of that, uh, which I don't agree with, but uh, it is important to have a good military. Absolutely. So, we've got that going for us. No, um, I have no fault with the military. And I don't I don't get mad when like they say like, the military bombed innocent people. Like, well, A, that military is just doing what they're ordered to do. Yeah. And those people, if they were ordered to, would bomb our innocent people, too. So, yeah. I don't care. I don't like that. I understand that that's not the way that I would like the world to be, but I understand that that's the way the world is. Yeah. So, it's. We've headed down a certain yeah. path. You can't turn around and go back and yeah. fix it like that. No. You just have to keep moving. You just have to bulldoze them all. You just, well, <laughs> that's the problem, is you have to keep moving forward. And when you're moving on a trajectory with the sort of velocity yeah. that we're moving at... We're moving some ground. <laughs> uh, all I know is, if it all goes down... I think we've already discussed it, but I think all the good time and buzz are down and move to Canada. Yeah, absolutely. That would be sick. I Canada's badass. Yeah, but we're not getting into Canada. If they let me into Canada, they nearly didn't. We're not getting into Canada. Think about all the rich fucks that are going to Canada for us. We're not getting in. Rich fucks like their stuff too much. We're way more mobile. We're no. We We'd have to be first movers for sure. Yeah, but I think we should. I mean, let's Tomorrow, think about maybe? that. Just I mean, I'm down. Pack up in Canada. What does Canada have that we don't have? They have free weed, don't or free weed. They have. I think they have free weed. Well, they have legal weed, don't they? Um, in some capacity, yeah. Good enough for me. Uh, just some? well, it's. I think it's similar to the U.S. in that it's like they have provinces that do or something like that because I'm pretty sure Justin Trudeau, their prime minister, just made some sort of like wanted to do the entire thing. Thing. The entire country, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Would be the proper word. The entire Canada. Country, the entire country of Canada. So I believe he did that. Uh, so I'm not sure where exactly where they're at, but we could go there and they'd have pretty much everything we need. Yeah, we could get our hands on it. That's, we could get our hands on yeah. some other. We can get our good time and mitts on some good time and buds. We like the party. Allegedly. Uh, so uh, let's talk about what we've got coming up in the show. I think um, one of our things, we're going to talk about our top five... Dream guests. guests. Dream podcast, podcast guests. Uh, for, And then our top three... Uh, dead. Dead. Well, which, for that, for the top five... We prefer they'd be alive if they were on the show. Yeah, I'm, ideally, but... Yeah, it's hey, hard to interview. I'm not going to turn it down. Yeah. I'm going to pick a woman, but I'm not going to turn it down. I hear that. So we, uh, and then... Um, oh, very exciting day for our sketch today. We are actually going to be accompanied by our musical guest, Austin B. Sweeney. You may know him from the Good Time and Buds podcast. He um, is my co-host. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I've got two songs uh, for for you folks, and uh, I'm excited to play them. Mucho Bailamos. Mucho Bailamos. And then... Uh, we're going to talk about the Good Time and Buds friend zone. Patent pending. Um, Typically, the friend zone is referred to as a negative, but we here at the Good Time and Buds like to refer... Do you, 
yeah. refer to the friend zone as a good place. Do you want to be in the good time and buds friend, friend zone? zone? I can't think of anybody who would. Yeah. And so we'll we'll get into that, which uh, should be fun. And uh, finally, we're going to talk about our uh, our the main second stay. the main part of uh, our trip to Vegas. So uh, stick around for that. for that. But uh, now a word from our sponsors. We'll see you after the break. Ladies, are you tired of the bullshit? Are you tired of trying to find a decent man who knows how to treat a woman? Are you tired of paying money to dating websites, sifting through unoriginal profiles and Vince Vaughn quotes? I think it's time you try Gary. Gary is the hottest new dating website that saves you the time and anxiety of traditional dating websites and brings you the ease of Gary. Gary has a specific, sophisticated algorithm that eliminates all other men's profiles that aren't Gary. But don't take it from me, take it from the creator himself. Hi, I'm Gary. Do you need fun? Do you need spontaneity? Do you need something new? You need Gary. Do you want honest and open communication? Do you want someone to come home to after a long day? Do you want your knight in shining armor, your best friend, and an experimentally adventurous lover? Sounds like you want Gary. Do you love long walks on the beach? Do you love romantic candlelit dinners at the top of a mountain? Do you love having your every desire fulfilled? Sounds like you love Gary. Good news, ladies. Your search is over. Gary, absolutely free, just like Gary on Friday night. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're still good time with the good time and buds. Uh, today, our first topic is going to be about our top five dream guests on the podcast. Yeah, and... Uh, I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more excited, but I'm also, of course, nervous that we've left a million people out. Obviously, but, but it's top five. And I, I'm, the, the, you I'm can't pretty confident on our top four. Because what we're doing is we're doing a top five who are living and a top three, three who are dead. dead. And um, I'm pretty confident with our top five a lot. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll just start with our uh, number, five. number five after you. Uh, I think I, I decided that number five should be Will Ferrell. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the funniest people. He defines my childhood. Mm-hmm. He had so many movies when I was from God, what, like 10 to 24. Yeah. That just were my favorite movies. Every time I saw them, they outdid the last one. Every two years, you got a new set of quotes. And as I was growing up, his stuff was getting more and more progressive. Yeah. So like, as I was growing up, his movies were right on the edge for me. So it was like old time. school and O2. Yeah. And then from there, it went. To like semi-pro. Yeah, semi-pro. Like, uh, Anchorman. The other guys, Anchorman. All those movies, kicking and screaming. All kicking and movies. screaming, underrated, underrated Will Ferrell film. Yeah. It's got Ditka. Mike Ditka. It's got Ditka. Yeah. If you can convince Ditka to be in a comedy movie... And that's like the angry it. neighbor. That's the angry neighbor. Yeah. He kills it. Yeah. You got a gift. That's a great movie. Will yeah. Ferrell is literally like a, a god in the comedy genre of film. He just carved out <laughs> nobody else could do Will Ferrell. It's no. not like he just does a certain type. No. He's just Will Ferrell. <coughs> and you either like him or you don't. And on SNL, he killed every character they gave him. You know how he auditioned, right? 
just did a bunch of cat he videos. He to be a cat yeah. playing with a ball of yarn. Yeah. Which sounds exactly like Will Ferrell. Yeah. Because he just can really make concentrated that fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, every scene, every skit that he did, he took the character, even if it wasn't a, a, the funniest skit, he took that character and did it the best that he thought he could. He's just funny. Yeah. You can't not he can't be funny. can't not be funny. And, you, yeah, he's the best. Uh, when he was in college, he used to just, like, pretend to be a janitor and, like, yeah. go into classrooms and fall down the stairs and spill the trash, like, yeah. pick up trash bags and the bottoms would rip out. He, like, whatever he thought was funny, he just went and did it. And that's, a, yeah, that's a brain I think we'd like to pick. Yeah, like, absolutely. Just g- figure out where that comes from. We'll make it a party. Oh, absolutely. We'll make it a nice little party. Absolutely, it's going to be a party. Bring out Frank the Tank. I mean, yeah. let's revive that. <laughs> yeah, let's revive go, old Frank let's the Tank. Streaky. Yeah. How about that? Look, obviously if we do, if we have him on, um, which we, you know, expect to in the future. Yeah, just, um, I think, I think we're reaching out to his agent tomorrow. Okay. And yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll make it we'll a point. We'll let you guys know yeah. when he's coming We'll keep on. you guys updated on that. We'll, uh, <laughs> definitely make it, we'll do sort of a live streak, uh, thing. Yeah. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll go on Facebook Live. Yeah. Streaking from the quad to the gymnasium. It'll be a whole thing. But, no, Will Ferrell's a brain that I would love to pick. Yeah. Just, fucking talk to yeah just hear how much of his movies are improv just like how much of it is just him and yeah John C. Riley just spitballing back and forth yeah. wait until the right line hits it just Anchorman you know that they're just oh. laughing their asses off on the how movies. many outtakes do you think that took a thousand they had an extra movie for Anchorman yeah. 2 of outtakes yeah I mean it is insane yeah but yeah no Will Ferrell is one of one of my top five favorite celebrities I would think yeah I mean I'm sure I'm leaving out a million sure Ryan Reynolds would be a good one yeah uh, yeah right up there but he's no Will Ferrell to me no but Ryan Reynolds is kick ass as well he's up there uh, and our number four, I think, would be the workaholics guys, Adam Blake and Durs. They talk about building a fucking brand. They talk, knocked it out of the park. Building a brand. Talk about uh, not my childhood, but my college years. Yeah. Like every new season was a new year in college. <laughs> yeah. And shit. Oh, man. Those guys. They I love that show. Level. Yeah. It I was, mean, the very first episode, piss and shit. Yeah. Where they just come out hot with trying to pass a drug test when they know that they've been smoking all day. Yeah. And then Office Camp Out, they're just hitting the shrooms episode three. Office Camp Out is possibly their best episode. I, I, yeah. I think throughout the entire series, that was my favorite. That I, I really enjoyed that one. I still the watched acid that one's one, good, of course. Yeah, obviously. But I still watch the shrooms one. Like, if I'm just going to watch one yeah. episode, Office Camp that, Out. Well, that whole first season is flawless. It's money. They it's came got, out it's got the, Topher. They came out the gates hot. It's yeah. got Topher. That's right, dude. Uh, uh, they came out the gates hot. Yeah. Well, right. and, and and the fucking bear suit. Yeah. Which better have my hoodie. <laughs> oh, bear puns. Very nice. Yeah. No, those and, guys uh, did it fucking right. And now they have like careers. They're doing Game that. Over, man. Uh, their new uh, movie for Netflix. So we're not even gonna have to go see it. It's just gonna be on nice. Netflix. They're living the fucking dream. Yeah, those guys kick ass. I love. And it's yeah. them plus Carl. And it's like, and it's basically like, it's not them just playing themselves, but it's them like portraying an exaggerated version of themselves, which is fucking awesome. Well, they're all so distinct personalities that they'd be a lot of fun to have on the podcast. Yeah. Just to bounce ideas off of Durs. Yeah. Um, Blake's obviously a weirdo. Yeah. Blake's got. In in the best way, of course, but just a weirdo. In an interesting, like, you, you got no beef with that guy. And Adam's just. 
You don't know what's going to happen. No. He's a You know that he's gotten bigger in movies, but you know he's the exact same guy. Absolutely. There's, that guy's 100% Yeah, he's solid. not changing. No. He's, he's going to stay what he is. Yeah, so they... I definitely like to ask about drugs for sure. You know, oh, kind of yeah. how much of that is um, made up. Are there experiences oh, that they maybe took from it? Because you know they did. Like the peyote one, where they're like falling against the wall and they're trying not <laughs> to fall into the abyss of like In the, the coffee hallway. room or whatever. Yeah. Oh, God. First of all, that was a brilliant scene. That whole peyote episode, the way that they like shot. With, and it's the little kid, right? Yeah. Where they have to babysit them. And then the dad smacks the kid at the end. They go, do not hit kids. Hit bombs. Yeah. <laughs> And they break all the fucking mirrors because they're they freaking the kid. out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so I'd like to know how much of that is real. Um, how often were they just hammed on set? You know, if they're I doing a know, party, like, party shit, maybe never. But. I want to know like how much, like how hard they had to fucking work at it because I'm sure it's a lot of fucking work. Well, they started as but the Wizards. That's what they, they originally they, wanted. Their oh, show the to be. Wizards is. I wish they would have pushed that more in the show. That was like yeah. that is such a. They should have pushed it more in the show. That is such a great. Weird niche concept that yeah. they did not get to utilize nearly enough. They definitely should have kept that going. Rapping wizards should have absolutely been a part of that fucking show. That's like a side mom, job that they had. Mom, they just randomly had mom. fucking shows that they had to go do or something. Yeah, they definitely should. They should have done that. a lot more wizards because motherfucking wizards never die. I have their album. Yeah, on my iPod. I've only got wizards know. never die but and uh, yeah, straight out of Mordor. No, those, that is some. That is some solid work for what it is. Not even for what it is. Like it's solid work. So we have them on as a podcast guest, and then the Wizards are our musical guests. Absolutely. And hopefully, yeah. they let us join them. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure our guys are getting in contact with their guys tomorrow, too. So He's, bu- he's going to be busy tomorrow. Yeah, no, they're busy. But, but uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll let you guys know if when they're coming. We'll keep on. you updated on that one. Yeah. Number three? Number three. This was without question for both of us. Yeah. One of our favorites, Doug Stanhope. Popped up uh, without question. Like, uh, some of them took some deli- de- deliberating, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, Stanhope was right there. No, it was like Stanhope. He has such a way to make you root for the person that you should not be rooting for in, yeah. a, in a bit, in a joke. And just make you 100% get behind those people. Yeah, he pushes the limit. Uh in such a way he's so smart about it too like he doesn't just push the limit to push the limit he pushes the limit to make you think and to prove a point oh he's a total like uh, you could easily call him a modern day philosopher yeah drunk philosopher of course most philosophers were drunk yeah I mean yeah well Uh, he always said that he has to fucking have the he has to smoke cigarettes to give him the patience to write yeah he has to have weed to give him the material to write and he has to have alcohol to give him the balls to write he doesn't smoke weed what does he do for the it's, material? Uh, it's uh, cigarettes to concentrate. Um, Coffee? No. Is, is it cigarettes to write? Cigarettes to concentrate. Is it like mushrooms <coughs> or acid? No. Why does he not smoke it weed? It might be coke. Why does he not smoke weed but he does fucking psychedelics? What's the reasoning behind that? Um, I, I think it's that I, I don't think he likes the downing effect of it. Mm. He's already kind of down. We gotta look up that quote. We gotta figure out what he says. Yeah. Here I'm on it. Keep talking about Stanhope. Um. Yeah. No. But he like his fucking his riff about the shooting at the Columbine. 
Yeah. Where he just, like, makes you think, like, yeah, maybe those kids were getting picked on, and maybe their life was fucked up, but maybe they had a reason. Like, yeah, they shouldn't have done it, but maybe they had a reason. Yeah. Maybe if you opened your mind for a second to think what could be the reason behind it, you would understand. And he just has, he's got such a unique lifestyle. He does. He lives in the funhouse. He lives in a funhouse in a... In Bisbee, Arizona. Bisbee, Arizona. Like, fucking right on the border, pretty much, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like, just in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in yeah. Bisbee, Arizona. With his wife, Bingo. And they're just fucking doing drugs. I imagine they're just doing drugs all the time, partying all the time. But, fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's even come on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, on mushrooms. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's like nothing. I mean, I'm sure it's not like nothing for him. But I'm sure he's very comfortable doing that, especially around Joe Rogan. Yeah, he got... When you listen to it, though, he got, like, real nervous that he was, like, um, just not being entertaining enough to the listener. Like, it, he kept going, is this even entertaining to anybody? Like, he got really weird about that. But uh, the interesting one to me was when he talked about when he smoked DMT with Joe Rogan. And uh, he talked about how, you know, you, he went to the other, whatever realm. that other realm is. Um, he was basically given the answer about how, you know, it doesn't, it's all a game. Essentially, <laughs> the, the answer he essentially got was it's all a game. But the context, the full understanding they got that he got out of it, faded. You know, it fades quick because because DMT is kind of like a dream, and that you remember it immediately, but then, and then in subsequent hours or whatever, it just you just it slowly fades. So you gotta you gotta have a pen and paper or something. But yeah, get a little code out of that and writing down. Well, I, mean, I know. I'm sure. I may, maybe you can. I don't know. I've if you do it enough times, you get better at it. I've just never like experienced with anything. it, but yeah. But, no, uh, so I would, thought that was pretty interesting. He would to, be, to pick his brain on how he fucking. Yeah. Well, he's just a badass road comic. And, yeah, he's a road comic. He's yeah. not even like a huge name. Like I think he should be, obviously. Oh yeah, he's brilliant. He's probably my top three favorite comedians. He's one of the comedians that really made me think differently about yeah. things. And and if a comedian, that's really the comedian's job. And he's great on podcasts too. He's an interesting guy. He's got a, a lot of stories. And he's guy. got a lot of perspectives that you don't think about. Yeah. On a daily basis. And he does what he wants and he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Now, obviously, he's also a pretty depressed guy. Well, yeah. A sad man. guy. But he has found a way to channel that into something that connects with a lot of people. Yeah. If they're smart enough to get through the dick jokes that are meant to offend only to bring you in to make you realize why you shouldn't be offended in the first yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. He's big on don't let things offend you because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't find that quote. It pisses me off. No, I wish but, uh, I can't remember what it is. Cigarettes to concentrate. Uh, something to write the jokes. Yeah. To find the humor or something, and then yeah. he has to be drunk to get on stage. He has to be drunk to get in front of in front of you judgmental pricks. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, yeah, he'd be a great one, which perfectly leads into our number two. The Joe Rogan, the Pod Father himself. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. One of my favorite comedians. I listen and to him constantly. my favorite podcaster. Yeah. Literally has knowledge on every single thing. Well, the way it went down is I listened to Sturgill. Sturgill led me to Sturgill with Joe Rogan's podcast. podcast with that me. podcast led me to all of all Joe Rogan, which completely opened my mind and changed my way of looking yeah. at things. And I know I sound like a bro douche tard saying that because that's what everybody <laughs> says about the Joe Rogan podcast. But seriously, I listened to it. Fanatically, honestly, yeah. it, and it, uh, every single one is you. You find something in every single one. Yeah, and it's 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 stupid to say that only bros listen to it because he has historians on there. He has everyone. Astrologers, 
Astronomer, excuse me. Uh, scientists. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Physicists. Yeah. Um, musicians, actors, musicians, comedians. Musicians, actors, comedians. People from all different walks. Politicians. He had Gary Johnson on there. He had, he had Alex fucking Jones. He had Alex Jones on there. He had uh, he does the UFC. He does. He, he, he did Fear Factor, which I remember loving as a hunting, kid. He has hunting experts. Knows. Yeah, I uh, love the hunting experts like, episodes. Uh, Cam, whatever his name is. But Cameron Haynes. Cameron Haynes. Cameron Haynes. Steve Ranella. Yeah, he's yeah. got everything. He can he can talk to you. he can be at any party uh-huh. and somebody could bring up anything and he can at least know what you're talking about. Yeah, it literally is a dream of mine. He's a jukebox. To, yeah, you just put in a quarter and something comes out. Like, Same with Duncan Trussell, another great guest he has. Yeah, Duncan Trussell would be an honorable mention for us for sure. Yeah, along uh, with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Have you a lot of honorable mentions yeah. on this list? Have you heard of uh, Graham Hancock? Yeah, I've heard of him. On um, the Joe Rogan. He podcast. does. He he does great episodes with Joe Rogan. I just bought one of his books. I can't wait for it to come in the mail. Um, he'd be a pretty good one because he's just fascinating. He's like a modern day Indiana Jones. Oh fuck! With yeah. a silky British voice. I heard they were making Indiana Jones with Chris with Pratt. Chris Pratt. That'd be so bad. I'm pumped about that. Yeah. Like I like I don't really. I'm not a huge Indiana Jones is the best trilogy ever. I don't. It's all it's right. up there. It's I all right. Like I like it way better than Back to the Future. But that's like neither here nor there. We're going to have to have this debate on another episode because that is blasphemous. You can get the fuck out. That's blasphemous. But anyway, if you're going to bring back Indiana Jones, who better than Chris fucking Pratt? Yeah. He's the, he is he's the perfect. Jones. He, he kind of looks like him. Like yeah. He's got the square American looking dude. Face. Square jaw American looking he's dude. He's buff now. He's buff. He's super charming and sarcastic. He's charming and funny and sarcastic. Yeah. So that's, which is the part that they leave out on Indiana Jones if they got anybody else. They missed yeah. the real... Ironic and well, fun, same just as kind of how Han Solo humor. is, just how yeah. Harrison Ford is. Yeah, just a kind of arrogant, like he's like a newer, better Harrison Ford, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Harrison Ford is different. I mean, I like Harrison Ford, yeah. but I mean, I like Chris, Chris Pratt's Pratt. character better. I would watch an interview with Chris Pratt. I'm not really gonna watch an interview with Harrison Ford. Is I what agree. it comes down to. Harrison Ford could be the president. I don't think Chris Pratt could be. He the has president. been, dude. Have you seen Air Force? Yeah, that, no, I know, but I don't think Chris Pratt could be the president. No. He doesn't look very presidential. Unless he was playing Trump. He likes to smoke weed, though, so he's... Well, obviously. He's, he's a groovy guy. Obviously. His, his wife is also, of course, pretty smart. I found out she's got a podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. He's Heard it's really good, to, though. Uh, Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Yeah. yeah. The House Bunny. Yeah. That was, a fun, that was a fun little movie. Yeah, you like that way more than I do. I enjoy that movie. Um, so, but anyways, Joe Rogan. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't say enough about him. Also, Seriously. Chris Pratt, if you're listening and you want to come on the podcast, yeah. be our guest. You have your people, call our people. Yeah, call our people. Our people. Time and Buds at gmail.com. And, um, but anyways, yeah, Joe Rogan's not given enough credit for how much information from all different walks of life that he can send out there. And he's a he's a great devil's advocate guy. Oh yeah, he like, will make the argument just to make you make your points. Yeah, and also, even if he's for with you, yeah. he'll still throw out the opposition. Yeah, he's great at that, and he doesn't give a fuck. No, and he's very good at like when somebody's explaining something that's very complex. Yeah. He's like, hey, let's fucking break it down. You just said four things. He'll call himself a dummy. Yeah. To say explain it to me, but yeah. he's not a dummy. Yeah. He's doing it so they can explain it to us. Yeah. He's just a godsend that way. And then he's just a brilliant comedian on top oh, of that. Oh, his, his joke. Triggered is so Triggered is excellent. Funny. I watched that the other night. I love Triggered. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing about the dolphin, Kardashians. Everything. Uh, it's, all, it's just, it's so up to date and it's so well 
It feels like he probably wrote, he could have wrote that in like five sets at a club. Yeah. He's just so fucking. He's just so he's good. He's just saying, like, what, because when you hear his podcast, you hear him go on those little mini rants. Yeah. So you know that, like, it's not like sometimes he just gets on a rant and says something that he could use as a bit. Yeah. And so, like, when you hear his bits, you're like, oh, I could hear him saying that on the podcast. Like, he makes it seem so easy and effortless. To just be hilarious. Because he just is he just Joe is Rogan. He just is Joe Rogan. He just is funny. He has these weird observations on the world that he spins in a funny, positive light. Yeah. And it, you can't help but want to hear what he has to say. My favorite um, bit, well, one of my favorites from Triggered is when he talks about the dolphin and about how if humans were switched with dolphins, humans would get hooked, oh, would get caught by fishermen every day. Dolphins never get hooked. Yeah. Which makes him start thinking... Maybe they're a lot smarter than us, but they just live a completely different life that we're not able to understand. Yeah. But in reality, uh, he's just the same as me in a different life. He lives underwater. I live above the water. And then I started thinking, holy shit, California's got some good weed. <laughs> yeah. But that that idea tripped me out for yeah. a while. And that's that's the kind of humor I like. It's something that makes you really go, what the fuck are yeah, we? Like, Hold I, on. Am, I am Hold the on. same as that dolphin. Wait a minute. Yeah. Anything that can make you think different. That's the thing I don't get. About a lot of people. Is anything that can make me think differently about the way that I see the world, I am all for because I think it's fascinating. Yeah. So many people are just like, no, I'd rather just think the way I think. Yeah. And I don't get that because they, I they're, love... It's, it's almost like they're afraid to question. Yeah. Like, or they're unwilling to question. It's they're, like, why? They're why? Too... If you have all the answers, the rest of your life is pointless. Yeah. If you're not going to change one thing about you for the rest of your life, you just wasted... Your one chance you got. Yeah, you're here, live it up. Yeah. And it's like when we made you, the analogy a long time ago of walking down a hallway with a hundred doors. Uh-huh. The first door you open, you go, "Yep, this is the door I want to live in," Sound and good. you just fucking live in that door. Yeah. It's like there are a hundred other options, and for one hundred years, you're gonna live in that fucking room. Yeah. That's all. That's gonna be your existence right there. You fucking idiot. Why would you even content like? If you know the end of the book, if you're going to continue to live this way your whole life, if you know the end of the book, why would you even continue? Yeah. It's not worth reading if you no. know the you end. You just want to see how other people live their lives. Yeah, and then complain about it. Yeah. And so, then try and tell them that they should do it your way. Yeah, and so anytime I get the chance to think differently about something, I get stoked. Yeah, so it's like, open that door and see what's out there. This is going to refine how I view the world. And everybody yeah. has their own version of reality, and you have to define your own and the way you define your own is by being open to all ideas and then using logic to refine down to what it is you to, really think is going on in this place what makes the most sense to you and what seems like the truth yeah like two people started the planet we evolved from apes one of those doesn't make any sense to me it requires a lot of sex with your family yeah a lot of incest lot which of i am told that that is not good and that breeds defects and I've heard a Christian argument that says those defects didn't exist back then. I say nay. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. How but that's the argument that I got back when I asked that question. How? But I was a young kid, <laughs> so, and so yeah. I just went with it. Oh, that makes sense. It was a long time ago. I was still Santa Claus eligible, as Doug Stanhope puts it. Oh, really? So it was just like... Although my maybe. parents never told me Santa Claus was real. So you were like they told 16. me it was fake from the very beginning. Yeah, which just... I understand that because I'm pretty close to your family. That just baffles me. Because they didn't want you to grow up and think that Jesus might be real. Or it might be fake also. Talk about fucking brainwashing. If you have as little enough faith in your child to believe that Jesus is real because you told them about Santa Claus, 
So you have to lie about Santa Claus so that they won't think you're lying about Jesus? Yeah. Maybe your Jesus is a little iffy. <laughs> well, there's some question there. Um, like, no, don't believe and That's the, like what Joe Rogan's talking about. Oh, like, if you're going to be honest, you have to be 100% honest. Like, why do birds fly? Well, they have hollow bones, so yeah. they fucking, they can take off and whatever. And they're like, uh, someone in my class said that two people started the earth. He's like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. Does that make sense to you? No, I guess that couldn't work. I don't know what they were yeah. talking about. Yeah. Like, the, the, the sad thing is, I feel like from the beginning, if you asked the if you didn't tell the kid what the answer was, but you asked him kind of like Joe Rogan explained it, if you ask them what they think, they'll learn how to develop their logic towards figuring it out themselves. Like, and I'm, it's, it's a shame that a lot of people miss out on if that. You, because... If you give a kid no religious background, mm-hmm. and you ask him at three years old, like, do you think somebody could build an ark for all the boats to survive, or build an ark for all the animals to survive a flood, a three-year-old would probably say yes. Because they don't know better, but yeah. they think that that's a great idea. Like, oh, we have to save all the animals. I like the animals. Put them on a boat. You don't but understand then, how many animals there are two of you each. Ask, like, how much you ask that be? kid at six years old, and he probably goes... Yeah, I think you probably could, but I think that's going to be pretty fucking hard to do, and I don't really think you can do it. You ask that same kid with no religious background at 10, and he's going to be like, no fucking way you can build a boat for a flood that is going to wipe out everything except for one guy, his family, and two of every animal. Yeah. Like, there's no fucking way. And, uh... And so if you don't tell them that that's possible, when you do tell them that that's possible, you're ruining their deductive reasoning and their logic skills and you're just telling you're telling them what to believe and you're telling them to believe whatever they're told mm-hmm. instead of thinking for themselves like that doesn't seem like that's possible so I don't think that's possible. Yeah. That doesn't seem like that's possible but I was told that it happened so it must have happened. Yeah. Well and uh, think about this. Let's say it all started from Adam and Eve. Adam and uh, Steve. Okay let's say so a lot like 43% of the country, this is also Joe Rogan's triggered, 43% of the country or so believes that the earth is less than 10,000 years old. But that's according to the people who are willing to answer those polls. So yeah. it's, you know. So it's much less. It's skewed. But the point is a lot of people think that. But here's one of the problems I always had with it. If that was the case, and let's say it was 6,000 years old. That's, that's the estimate I always heard from the young earth creation theory. About 6,000-ish. So, throughout the Bible, you see a number of chapters that list every person in that family. So-and-so was the father of so-and-so, and he was the son of this person, and he was with this person. So, if they have all these records, how, in the 6,000 years since the earth started, did the Indians, way on the other side of the world, not recognize the white man if everybody came from the same storytelling tradition I don't think you'd lose all that over six thousand years if we kept all those other things. The Indians, yeah. would, the Indian, the Indians had no idea who we were, or the Native yeah. Americans, whatever, yeah. had no idea who we were. But by this logic, they came from the exact same two people. Yeah, only six. And only six. That, yeah, that's where it where runs people into where people are keeping records of who gave birth to who. Yeah. Like where all of a sudden do you lose part? You have of a your gazillion community. tribes that have no, and then they also have a bunch of different skin colors and then, over six thousand years. That's evolution. And if then, you want to talk in evolution. And then these this tribe that is in America doesn't even know that this tribe that is also in America exists. Mm-hmm. How can you say that all of that happened in six thousand years? Yeah, that that's and that one always tripped me up. Yeah. So, anyways, Joe Rogan would be a great guest. Yeah. And then, uh, Cause, I. Because if we had that conversation right there, 
he would not only be a hundred percent involved in that conversation. Yeah. He would teach us. He would teach so us so much Absolutely. that we don't even know that Absolutely. we are eager to learn from him. He'd go, oh well, Dan Flores was in here the other day, and he is uh, a. <laughs> yeah. He wrote a book about the uh, Great American Southwest or whatever he wrote. Yeah. American Savannah, I think, is what it's so called. So we'll get our people to contact his people. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, let you guys know yeah, when he's going to be on for the that show. One. Um, and then our number one, I don't even think we have to tell you I folks. I don't think, well, we're going to. We're going to, but I don't think we have to. I don't to. think we have to. Anybody want to guess? Sturgill Simpson. That's right. Correct. We got a smart crowd. Yeah. Sturgill Simpson, of course. Yeah. Oh. Um, and he, he, on the Joe Rogan podcast, he is a conversationalist. Oh, yeah. And he can jump in and out of conversations, too. Yeah. They never, those two never have a lull that first That first Joe Rogan <laughs> Sturgill episode that led me to Joe Rogan, that led me to everything else. Blew my mind. When they started talking about drugs. I remember you, it was during Berries, and you're like, dude, yeah. you like, have to listen you to this. You have to listen like, to literally, this. Like, literally, it's better than music, it's better than anything, you have to listen to it. And I think, after I listened to it, I think I listened to it like three nights in a row, just to kind of soak in everything. Yeah. Because... I listened to it, yeah, a bunch of times in a row. I used to go hiking and listen to it. I used to go back and forth between Bo Burnham and that podcast for like, literally a solid month of berry picking. Yeah, Bo Burnham, another Bo, honorary mention. Yeah, it was just Bo Burnham... And Sturgill, Sturgill podcast. podcast, dude, that one's so good. And then, and then you told me to get all the Duncan Trussells and all the Ari Shafirs and all the Joe Diaz. So I like literally just kept listening. And then like there was other ones that I found interesting. That's just like ah, yeah. Everything that they talk about is so. They talk about unique. the cord gluon plasma, which a cubic inch is, or a cubic centimeter weighs as much as forty billion tons. Yeah, and then they try and figure out what weighs forty billion tons. It's not a like skyscraper. Nothing, nothing weighs. 40 I'm pretty sure Sturgill tons. said a skyscraper. I don't yeah. think it is. Yeah, well, Joe Rogan said if you toss it to somebody and they try to catch it, it's just right to center on Earth. Yeah. It's like aliens, bit. Yeah. So we, we don't want to rehash their whole thing. No. But, uh, but ladies and gentlemen, do yourselves a favor. Go check out that uh, that first Sturgill Joe Rogan podcast. It's worth your time. But Sturgill would be interesting because... His life that he's lived. His life that he's lived. Yeah, he was a he Joined the Navy at 18 and got kicked out I think he doesn't really talk about it his father was a narcotics agent yeah he um, doesn't he had did some time in Seattle did some he time in spent Seattle. some time in Seattle yeah. like in some dark times it dark sounds times, like dark times yeah he never really explicitly says drugs but you kind of you know exactly feel. what it is yeah and then he talks about good. like how he moved to Nashville fucking hated it moved to like Utah Utah to work, on, work on the railway railroad and like and kinda, his wife kind of just got back. like he stopped playing music he got really depressed, and his wife was like, you got to play music again. Yeah. So he just kind of picked it up again and started playing again, and then she's like, look, if you don't make it, you don't make it, but if you don't try, like, then what the fuck are you yeah. doing? And so it's he was like, like you, you need sold, to give this a shot because We sold everything and went back to Nashville, and he just fucking started plucking away yeah. and found the one guy in Nashville, seemingly, that wanted to genuinely help him out, helped him make his first record, and then Sturgill was just, born. Yeah, Sturgill was born, and... uh and I, I like the trajectory of his career because, uh, you know, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on my music career. And the way that he did it gives me a lot of faith well, yeah. that I still have a chance if I want to do it, if I want to pursue it later. And we're doing this. Yeah. Just, I mean, it, you you can just do it. Well, I'm, I'm excited to play today. That's going to be a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And That's uh, a, just another step, another avenue. To yeah. Well, I've already moved there. to Nashville and I moved back. Yeah. Working for a while, and maybe I move yeah. back, or maybe I, you know, work from here. Whatever. The point is, uh, so I'd like yeah. to, I'd, I'd love to pick his Sturgeon brain about his process. Yeah, no. So I'd really like to know his process for and how. And I would he, just like to know how he, like, wh- where his language came from. Yeah. How he finds the perfect 
words to illustrate exactly what he's feeling mm-hmm. and what he's going through and then how he matches that to the music. How does he make it personal yet universal? Yeah, literally. It, it is so personal. Yeah. But it's so personal that everyone... It's like, I feel like he wrote all the songs to me, which but, is exactly so, the kind of artist what, you want to be. That's what everybody who listens to him says, though. Yeah. Like, he... He perfectly encapsulates all the things that make you a human, basically. Yeah. So every single person feels them, and it's just like, damn, he murdered that song. Yeah. And then that builds on the last one, and every single one is just unique and and personal enough to just be money. Yeah, not to mention um, talking about what it's like to play live. Because obviously his band is kick-ass. Well, and I'm sure, I'm sure, obviously, he played many shows to no one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To unthankful, drunk, bar fans. He talks about it all the time. Yeah. How, like, after the shows, the drunkest, biggest dudes would always be the ones that want to come up and hug him. Oh, fucking And tell him how much they love him. It's like, like, I can only take so much of that. Yeah. It's like, it got depressing for a while, but he just... And everyone in his family, like, just played the guitar, so, like, he didn't even... Like, think that he was that good. He was just doing what everyone did. Yeah. Just like strumming and playing. Just like the rest of his family. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone just played an instrument. He played a lot of instruments, but he played the guitar and just. Yeah. On the front porch with his family. Sturgill's pretty much my dream podcast guest, dream uh, person to play, to jam with, uh, person to just talk to. I anything. remember when we went to see his last concert. Yeah. We were all sitting outside smoking and eating edibles and stuff. Just like, oh, if we get to see him, dude. Like, Austin, yeah. if he asked you to play, are you ready? You're like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm fuck ready. yeah, I'm ready to play. I'll fucking do it. Yeah, we were just like, oh, if we get to see him. Well, then we ended up smoking weed with his the, opening act the drummer. The London Souls, yeah. The London Souls. They oh, yeah, both kick, of them were out there. Who were kick they, fucking ass. They were kick ass, but I was hoping they were going to somehow lead us to Sturgill. Yeah, I know. Like, hey, you know that guy? But, but you know. Yeah. We got as far as going. Sturgill pretty cool. They yeah. go, yeah, he's really fucking cool. Yeah. Like, shocker. Yeah, he's, he's the greatest guy ever. Damn it. Yeah. I want to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. So. But. Um, that's top five. Sturgill's number Sturgill's one always. Number, Sturgill's obviously number one. Joe Rogan's obviously number two. Yeah. There are a lot of number fives. A lot of number a fives. A lot of number fives. Stan Hope and Workaholics are definitely three and four. Yeah. Will Ferrell, Neil Will deGrasse Tyson. Eminem. Uh, Eminem. There was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. <laughs> now for Daniel our top Tosh, three dead. Bo Burnham. Yeah. yeah. All right. Top three dead. Uh, number one, Hunter S. Thompson. I've I've read all his books. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is my favorite movie. He's. I've read all his biographies. He's just such a weird cat. He's everything that I enjoy about life and a human being. Yeah. And he likes to party. There's not a lot he hasn't seen. He, yeah, no, he's done it. He did it. I mean, he's dead, obviously. Yeah, but um, he did it all. I mean, the fact is, he was a writer who was so good. It ended with almost every famous celebrity, along with his huge amount of fans, gathering in the middle of nowhere in Aspen, Colorado, or in Woody Creek, Colorado, to have his ashes shot out of a 150 foot tall cannon. With a red, double-thumbed fist clutching a peyote button while Spirit in the Sky <laughs> plays over the radio. Johnny Depp is the one who funded it. He's the most badass human being that has ever, ever lived. lived. Next, along with our number three guest, who we're not going to mention yet. Yeah. But Hunter S. Thompson, I would ask him every question yeah. I ever could. I just mean, literally, S. I don't think shit. he could ever leave. We would just keep picking his brain. Yeah. We'd try to keep up. Oh, as best we could. Good luck, dude. Keep talking for a second. I'm going to read you something. 
All right. It's super short. If like his, could you imagine just li- go living his Vegas experience? Just every drug. That's my that, goal every time I go to every Vegas. drug that he lists in the trunk is like ether, uppers, downers. Oh, it's insane. Let's see. Uh, yeah, we had a like a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, laughers, screamers. Yeah. Pint of ether, pint of raw ether, quarter tequila, quarter <laughs> rum, case of Budweiser. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, two dozen amels. There, there was a lot, but uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm looking for this one thing. So I've been reading his one of his. Uh, it's an oral biography, so it's a bunch of stories from all the people in his life that they collected in a way where there's a full narrative all the way through. So it reads like a mixtape. It's badass. So they're just all Who like. Who wrote that? Um, well, it was put together by um, oh, yeah. his editor over there, over at Rolling Stone. Um, Jan Wenner, who was like one of his best friends, they used to do acid together and stuff. So, anyways, this was another person from the Rolling from Rolling Stone, um, who said, "We were sitting at Jerry's bar, and I had the temerity to lecture Hunter, saying it was time to maybe take some time off, drop the Raoul Duke persona, lay off the drugs and the booze a little bit, and get back to being the guy who wrote Hell's Angels." And he stared at me while I reached into his safari jacket and pulled out a tab of blotter acid. He looked me in the eye, put it in his mouth, and started chewing. So, that's... That sounds like what would happen if somebody tried to tell us what to do when we were drunk. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah. I'm now. I'm gonna keep... Like, yeah, or you could go fuck yourself. I'm still having fun doing this, yeah. so I'm gonna keep doing this. And so, uh, yeah, maybe it's a little telling that we connect with that line a lot, but it, it, it's just an example of... <laughs> tell him that he should stop doing it. He just takes out a damn ass and just eats it. Yeah. Fuck you. Tell me what to do. And on top of that, he was a brilliant writer. Oh yeah. He uh like single handedly changed politics in Aspen. He invented like now like Aspen's a hippie town. Kind of journalism. Yeah, they didn't he run for mayor of Aspen? He ran for the sheriff. Sheriff. Um, and he shaved his head just <laughs> so he just so he could call the Republican hard nosed jackass of a um of a current sheriff, his long-haired opponent, even though he just had like a he had like a crew cut. Yeah, but he shaved his head so he could call him his long-haired opponent. And what a baller move, dude! He's he's the tits, and uh, that's funny. and so for a long time, Aspen was run by these just really hard nosed, no drugs, no nothing. Hunter basically brought helped bring in the hippies, and then he ran to overthrow their sheriff, um, and it was his opinion that um, any. Uh, bad drug dealers they'd reintroduce stocks in the town square so people could punish him in a proper public fashion because it and then he said it is in the sheriff's department's opinion that no drug worth taking should be paid for <laughs> and so he ran on the freak party ticket and uh yeah, you win. if he hadn't the what they said was the the one reason they because he lost by I think 273 votes out of like 8,000, 6,000, 8,000. It's by 273 votes. And the person who was a part of that campaign, essentially, thinks that the reason he lost those votes is because one of his um, one of his ideas for Sheriff was to officially change the name of Aspen to Fat City to deter investors. Meanwhile, everybody who lives there wouldn't care because they already live there. They know the secret. But the name Aspen is something where people would want to develop. So he suggested t- changing it to Fat City. City, and there's some speculation that that's what lost it for him. But nevertheless, like that, the, the next, whatever the next election was, they did finally overthrow him, 
And now Aspen's like a sweet hippie town. Yeah, Aspen so is sweet. He led that revolution. And then he read a, he led a bunch of revolutions. He's um, a trendsetter for damn. Yeah, he just he like, is. He, cha- he changed the momentum of the country for sure. Yeah, it's it's incredible what he did, and I just love all his work. So he would definitely be yeah. who I'd like to talk to alive. Yeah, preferably. Preferably, we'd have him here alive. Our guys will get in touch with his guys. Yeah, somehow. We'll, we'll let you know. I don't know how come up. Number two, when I'm, I took a while to warm up to him. You liked him. I liked you him. And our, yeah. You and our buddy Devin. Devin. Fucking Studnell yeah. introduced me to him. I was kind of, I was kind of quiet at first, but George Carlin. George Carlin came on strong for yeah. me. Towards the end. Once you really get George Carlin, you're yeah. like, holy fuck, this guy's the mo- one of the most brilliant orators. Ever. Bill Burr was on a talk show today, a uh-huh. sports talk show that I was listening to, promoting his new show, F is for Family, because the new season's out. Season two out right now. But uh, we don't have to promote we'll it. We'll see you soon, Bill. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> Our people get out to his people. Yeah. But he was like, Colin Coward, the sports guy, was like, <clears throat> name a comedian who like never really lost the material. And he's like, George Carlin. George Carlin. He's he never. He was like, he was he like, got better. He, or he was like, name somebody that got better as they got like old. Yeah. Like old. old. George Carlin. He was like, George Carlin. He's like, he just kind of turned into a grumpy old man. And Bo Burr just, like, got offended. It was like, yeah. you don't get it. You it's didn't like, get what he was doing. You weren't listening. Yeah. You weren't listening you were if listening. you think he just turned into an angry old man. No. That shit was he brilliant. He was warning everyone that exactly what is happening was happening. Yeah. He predicted everything. Yeah. I love George Carlin. George now. Carlin is, he was ahead of his time. Well, what, oh, way ahead of his time. And I wish that he could have lived to see what he predicted come true. Yeah. He, yeah, I mean, he's, nobody would have been a sharper comedian. He, before any allegations ever came out, said, fuck Tiger Woods and fuck Lance Armstrong. Yeah. And fuck Dr. Phil, Fuck Dr. Phil, too. Yeah. No, he's, he was brilliant. Um, I remember, I remember the day I first heard George Carlin. I do, too. Devin showed weird me. weird because I didn't enjoy it that much. That's uh, true. But it was on our way back from California, so obviously I don't remember that. Yeah. He, uh. He played for me the this one that he wrote, I think for it was Life is Worth Losing, on one of his later HBO specials, but where he talks about how easy it would be for the world to end in terms of all you got to do is get rid of electricity. Get rid of electricity. And then he just goes through this six-minute sprawling bit about all the different ways that this would affect this, this would affect that, and it all culminates in everything disappearing into nothing. It's an incredible bit, and... That bit turned me on to George Carlin, and then that was it for me. I mean, yeah. I completely... He changed the way I look about everything. About how, be offensive, um, but be smart about it. Um, fuck, you know, fuck everybody, basically. Fuck opinions of you, who yeah. cares? Um, about how you shouldn't trust the government, you should question everything you hear. Yeah. And, and how fascinating words are. I love the way yeah. that he works with He'll words. He'll just break down words. And, oh, he's yeah. fucking, he is literally a genius. You don't get on the plane. You get in the plane. Shit like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, no, he just... He kick ass. Holy shit. He, he was w- way before his time, but he was also just so 
in tune yeah. with everything. He was like, such an old man who got everything. everything from the kids to to the, the old olds. elderly people. Yeah, he literally just like saw things. What what I really liked that what bit I really liked about him first was when he was talking about like how everyone has an angel when they die. Mm. Like really? That's what I have to do when I die. <laughs> I have to fucking look after you. Yeah. I don't wanna do that. I can fly. I can do anything. I don't wanna look after you. And what yeah. about that when you parents? That who looks after yeah, me. Yeah, he starts going to that huge bit of logic like Suppose you kill suppose your parents. Suppose you kill your parents. And then he talks about like imagine your grandmother in hell. Yeah. Baking cookies without an oven. <laughs> yeah. And um He wasn't afraid to go there, but he also never really like He said every word imaginable. Oh yeah. And just didn't he give had, a fuck. Yeah, but the it. seven words you can't say on TV. Yeah, the TV seven words you can't say on TV. That yeah. was a classic bit. That was that was actually from when he was a cleaner comic. Yeah. Like he started was, pretty clean and then continually grew more dark, but but continually more brilliant. Oh, his material got way be- way deeper and more yeah. in- introspective, more like observant. I was, I was listening to it probably. I think the first time I heard him, I had to have probably been eleven or twelve, and I I put I got as many of his albums as I could rip off BitTorrent or whatever it was LimeWire you know allegedly you know why he's the best comedian why because he has Jerry Seinfeld's observational humor uh-huh. but it's such a dark twisted version of it yeah and he like it just you what you he shines light in the dark places yeah he exactly but he does places. it sarcastically and brilliantly and Makes you think, like, oh, yeah. There's no one else like him. I get that no. Louis Black's an angry guy, but George Carlin is... Oh, Louis is... Black is not even close. No, I know, but I mean, in but, terms yeah. of... There's angry guys angry out there. Angry old men that are... But George Carlin is just a step above everybody. And at the end... And everybody will admit At the admit end, it. he played on the charming grandpa aspect. Yeah. He completely played into he that. He was Thomas the Tank Engine. He was the conductor for yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine. He completely played into the lovable grandpa. Yeah. Like, even in his bits, he was like, I, oh, I gotta go to bed. Yeah. I'm old. Grandpa's got to go to bed now. Um, oh, yeah, and my favorite bit of his of all time is just a list of people who need to be killed. Yeah. And he just, I'm getting sick of guys named Todd. <laughs> Todd Tucker and Kyle. Hi, Todd Tucker. Hi, Tucker. I'm Todd. But Tucker, Tucker sucks. It's a classic George Carlin bit. That whole thing, yeah, that's awesome. Um, What's he say, Jimmy Vinny? And- I'll, I'll give you, I'll bet you anything that Nicky Vinny and Tony would beat the shit out of Todd, Todd Tucker, Tucker, and Kyle. Uh, and you can't say he's wrong. No, um, he's a great old red-blooded American man. Yeah, but sure. but socially aware. Oh yeah. In a way to where he'd lean politically left. Probably. Not, well, he wasn't politically anything. I, yeah. I, I take that all back. Yeah, I mean, he never... George Carlin, no, was, George Carlin made a point to say that I'm not anything, I don't vote, I don't give a fuck, I just... He didn't his point of view home. He no. just observed yeah. and let you know what he was observing. George Carlin was the consciousness in that he was just watching. He he didn't have any emotion in it. No. He was standing behind he was watching, observing... He was a fly on the wall and then reporting and back. Then reporting back, which yeah. is... One of the most brilliant ways to take it, and nobody could have done it better. Every comedian out there, some will say Richard Pryor, but everybody will give it up. Is George Carlin essentially the best? Yeah. So I don't think. It, yeah. And digging back deeper, Kevin, who we got third? Oh, third is one of the greatest Americans, possibly, possibly the ever, greatest possibly American if America ever. was a human 
It would probably be Teddy Roosevelt. Holy shit. We're <laughs> running out of time, but I don't give a shit because no. I plan on talking about his accomplishments. I read his biography. Just the first part before he ever became president was like 1,100 pages. He lived a life, dude. Yeah. Like, he lived a life he, worth telling. He lived what he called the strenuous life, which is striving to always put yourself in uncomfortable situations to strengthen your resolve. What kind of person does that? He, okay, you know, did you know the story of when he was a kid? When he was a kid, he was born a frail, full of diseases. They didn't expect him to live, like a bubble live past. Boy? Yeah, they essentially didn't expect him to live past five. And 10, and 15, and they said, you can't do wrestling because your body's too weak. And he's like, fuck, I'm going to Took up wrestling, thing. boxing, started working you out. You can't do wrestling. Yeah, I don't want to wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> started doing all these things that everybody said he shouldn't, and then he just slowly got robust. And, uh, you know, it led to him, um, he he would read a book a day. It, reading was his number one, and that's, that's why I started like, all right, maybe I should read a few more books. I, so he'd I could re- probably pick up a book or two. Yeah, he, he, he used to read a book a day, um, study military strategy. Eat two raw eggs, when chug he, a glass of milk. Yeah, when he was seven... <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I'm rolling. I was just agreeing. <laughs> when he was like 17... He, okay, no, he might have been 22, but when he was young, when he was younger than us, um, he wrote um, the, the Battleship of 1812 or the Battle of 1812 or some Navy strategy book when he was this age that he submitted that then was used as their chief political or their chief war strategy manual <laughs> for like up until like a few years ago basically at 22 yeah Just, yeah this is how we're gonna do it so he did that and then he wanted to go live <laughs> in montana uh where he wanted to live the life of like a rancher and living in harsh climates he used to climb on a boat, ride down. He had uh, some people stole two of his cattle. Yeah, he rode down and fucking stole his cattle back. Yeah, in like negative 40 degree yeah. temperatures. They were cracking through ice on the river trying to get these cattle back. And they finally get them, ride with them to the town just to bust them. <laughs> yeah. How fucking tough is that? He could have let for him go easily cattle. for two days. He yeah. did that for two days and maybe two nights. Probably too. And then I don't think he would have come back. Halfway. Yeah, and so he kept going back to like New York, where he was originally from, um, and you know working on po- politics and stuff. And then he'd go back out to Montana and all those you know western states. And then um, he became he was like the general or whatever for the Cuban. What was it? Cuban Missile Crisis. It was a little before that. Cuban. Uh, Spanish-American War, but down in Cuba, something like that. But anyways, so they were completely outgunned, right? Uh, Everybody, all the enemies up on the hill, they're below. So they're shooting down upon them. So all of his infantrymen are crawling along the grass, but they're crawling towards him because Teddy Roosevelt's leading They're crawling towards him. You know what Teddy's doing? He's thinking on his horse. He's out there riding a horse. He rides up to the top, shoots a bunch of dudes, and before he rode up, um, he looks at all of his men on the ground and he goes, uh, like, get up. If I could be on a horse, you guys can stand up and we're going to run at them. And they just did it. They fucking kicked ass, took the hill, and he came back a war hero before he even ever became president. Obviously. He is a, a, the most American badass there is. Yeah, he used to bathe in the Potomac like in the winter. He's like fucking... Uh, 
Braveheart, whatever. Yeah, he's basically like William Wallace and Gladiator. Like real life William Wallace. Dude, it's fucking crazy. And then in like the last three years of his life, he just decided when he was like getting closer to dying, he decided to go explore and chart an uncharted territory of the Amazon where many men have died before him. He made it through. Albeit with an injury that ended up killing him like three years later, but he he did that and while he was still a pre- either right after the presidency. Oh, he did it after he ran for his third term and lost his unprecedented third term yeah. on the Bull Moose Party <laughs> or on the Bull Party Bull Moose Party something like that. But it coincided with the fact that he got shot when he was um, giving a speech somewhere. Some assassin tried to shoot him. And um, part of what saved him was his speech. Grabbed the bullet. Well, there's like no cards. Yeah, it got so he he got shot. It got lodged in his heart. He still gave an hour and a half speech <laughs> before being taken to the hospital. And he goes, and at some point in the speech, he goes, "It might no, it, it was at the very beginning before he starts the speech. He you know goes up to the podium, collects his thoughts, and he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know I've been shot." But it takes more than that to kill a bull moose. <laughs> Gives the speech. The guy's a tough fucking motherfucker. Just lets that guy's everybody, bad fucking just ass. Lets everybody know. They haven't shot, but I got a speech to give. Yeah. That guy could go fuck himself because I'm going to give this speech. Yeah, he's. If everyone had the mindset to just put yourself through what. Like, people, like, the fact that he has some disease and they mm-hmm. tell him he's not going to live to be five or whatever, and he's just like, no, that. It's like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be 5. I'm going to be 10. Yeah. I'm going to be 15. Then I'm going to wrestle. Then I'm going to go fucking live in Montana. Then I'm going to go fucking... Like, you just... If you... If he just wanted to do it, so he did it. He yeah. just had that mentality where... Only I can stop myself. Yeah. And I if I don't... If I want to do something and I put my mind to it, I can accomplish that. You and start I can, out as the underdog from day one. I can drive myself to do that. I've done it every step along the way. So what... What makes me believe that I couldn't do this? Yeah. And the only difference between him and everybody else is that, is that attitude. Is that mentality. Atti- seriously, your attitude yeah. is your latitude is what I've heard. Yeah, your, lati- yeah, your attitude and, is your uh, latitude. Let's bring it up a little bit. Let's bring it up a little bit. But it, it's just incredible. Yeah. It's just incredible how many things he did. He's a patriot is what he is. He was the definition of integrity and just a man... And now Donald Trump's our president. So there you yeah, go. That's we've come full circles, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So. And it is depressing. It's looking bleak, but uh, it doesn't mean there's not another Teddy Theodore. Teddy Theodore doesn't mean there's not another Theodore Roosevelt out there. It's got to be. Hell, maybe there's two. We'll see after the break. Are you a horse enthusiast looking for a speed freak with a Jetsons obsession? Because you won't find that here. Tennis, anyone? Now you're in the right place. 15 Love. 15 Love is a brand new app that matches promising young male tennis stars with a variety of hands-on coaching from our local tennis instructors. With just a quick swipe right or left, your child will pick the coach he'd like to work with. Likewise, the coaches will be swiping on your child as well. If both swipe right, You've got what we call a game, set, match. And you can set up a one-on-one training session at our private tennis facilities. Parents are not allowed to view practices and must exit the premises immediately upon drop-off of your child. 
This is so the coach can get to know your son in a casual, intimate, secluded environment. Our facilities include ice baths, locker room style showers, sauna, jacuzzi, and massage parlors, where each session ends with a full body rubdown. Platinum subscribers are entered in a raffle for a weekend getaway for the coach and player to any one of our two timeshares near Wimbledon. 15 love. The ball is in your court. Ladies and gentlemen, Austin B. Sweeney.
sun goes down in this little town Work is finally over I feel every ache that's in my bones The phone starts ringing, I hear people singing I guess work ain't till tomorrow And I suppose that I can have just Myself in my house Cause I knew that I should Become a baby And now it's coming up soon I Mixed up a drink And turned up the song Spirit in the sky Norman Green Bomb I'm starting to think this stuff Is kicking into
Website for the physically unfit and visually unpleasant. Down here at Fat and Uglies, we believe even the worst deserve the best. You don't even have to get off the couch to turn your life around. In three easy steps, not physical steps of course, you can sign up and soon those three large pizzas will be for two. Pictures not required, just a list of your favorite meals and television programs and we'll take care of the rest. It ain't easy being fat and ugly and now you don't have to do it alone. Fat and ugly. Where two wrongs always make a right. Boy, you gotta hand it to our sponsors. They can find love for anybody. That they can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're still a good time with the Good Time and Buds here. And now we are gonna talk about the Good Time and Buds friend zone patent pending. Get into my friend zone. All right. So. What does it take to get into the good time and friend zone, you might ask? I think it's pretty simple. I mean, we gotta be able to go on a road trip with you. It's simple, but it's... It's simple It's simple to us because we get it. It's simple, but it's it. not easy. It's simple because we get it. Yeah, yeah. it's not easy. It's, it's not even really something you can learn. That sounds pretentious. You can learn it, but you... It, I mean, it's a lot it's easier not, if you just are it. Yeah. Which, yeah, that I mean, I think, I think, honestly, majority of people could be in our friend group. Yeah. But not everyone could be could in the be good in the time friend zone. friend zone. Yeah. Patent pending. Patent pending. Yeah. yeah. The friend zone is a very unique... It's... Paradoxically, it's not bad like you associate normally the friend zone. If you're actually... If oh, you're in the yeah. good time and buds friend zone, patent pending... pending. Then that's where you want to be. That's like yeah, your that's, friend that's, zone. That's the, that's the good that's time and buds That's as good as it right gets. There. Yeah, yeah. That's, you're officially a good time at butt. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. And um, the criteria is. It's, again, simple, not easy. Simple, not easy. And I think about this one all the time when I'm. Whenever, really, whenever I'm talking to anybody, because it, it leads to like, how do I determine if this person's going to be how do you a part of it? This person? And that is, would I go on a road trip with this person? Like a long, like Often, a legitimate yeah. road trip. Which we enjoy. Yeah. A good road trip is second to almost nothing. It's worth noting that we don't often listen to music. On our road trip. Because we'd rather yeah. just jive. We'd rather see where our conversation we leads. We entertain the hell out of ourselves. gets us into some weird conversations. Yeah. So or just Mad Libs. We'll just start doing Mad, mad libs. libs. Yeah. 
And it, it just creates a bond. It does. Like, we're not just listening to music. Sometimes we have music on. I mean, sometimes but we even like when we have music on, we like to play games with it. Yeah. Like, we just put the iPod on shuffle. You're not allowed to skip a song. Yeah, see what happens. And sometimes Trapped in the Closet comes on. Changing lyrics or whatever. Yeah. So, it's just... We just... It, so, when you're sitting across from a person, you're just going... Is this somebody I could jive with for eight hours, or is it going to be kind of drudgery? Just yeah. like, are they going to be boring, boring, not sharing the general vibe of the, you know, yeah, whatever it is, or taking things too seriously? Can they not take a joke? Do they want to just get there and get yeah. done with it? Because that's not what a road trip is. No, a road trip is stopping at Crater Lake on your way to Vegas. Yeah. Like, we're going to get there at 4 in the morning anyways. What fucking difference does it make if we stop by Crater Lake for an hour or two hours? Smoke a J. Fucking... Have a good time. Have a good time. Yeah. yeah. It... But there's there's so many people who don't fit that category. No. All they want to do is, like, talk about themselves. Um, post videos of their fucking... Post videos, trips, do some Snapchat. Snapchats. Yeah. We never do any of that shit. Which no, is we're too busy. Which is kind of a hindrance of ours. Yeah. Because it's hard to put stuff out there. Yeah. But we just like to live in the moment. And yeah, why ruin it by figure out what taking kind of, a picture? Figure out what kind of bread picture, we are. Yeah, yeah. Figure out what kind of bread each of us represents. Yeah, I'm sourdough. Yeah, fluffs, jalapeno, cheese. Because yeah, he's Mexican. Because he's Mexican. Ian's Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread. Hey, Wonder Bread. Hey, Wonder Bread. And uh, your pumpernickel? Oh, potato bread, I think. Oh, were you? All right. Harrison was weak because he's kind of brown. Yeah. And just nobody likes him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bland. Kind of dry. <laughs> See, and that's what you do on road trips. Yeah. You figure out what kind of bread yeah. somebody is. And then you figure out a way to needle it into their personality. <laughs> Something that bugs you or whatever it is. Really break it down. But but you do it right in front of them. Yeah. And you roast them on it. But then the next category, you roast someone else. Yeah, if you can't be roasted, fucking get out oh, of the car. Oh, get out of the car. Because everyone takes a turn. Yeah. And like, obviously, if you're smart about it, you don't get picked on that much. But everyone gets it every once in a while. Yeah, and so you got to have a sense gets of humor. Sling it back. Everyone gets one that stings yeah. every once in a while. And the one that stings is the one that everybody laughs at hardest because they know it's true and they yeah. know it kind of hurts. They know it stings. Yeah, so... Um, but you just... That's you crucial. step up to the plate and you roast somebody else. That's what yeah. you do. Yeah. You just make up games. Like, yeah. you don't have to be sitting on your phone. You play the alphabet game in the yeah, middle the of the desert game. where there's little letters? Yeah. Is hoping you go through a town anytime soon now. I'm, I'm gonna get a queue. I'm looking for Dairy Queen. Oh, and then one person has to sit in the way back because there's six of us. Generally. Yeah. Um, road, there's, there's something about a road trip. Yeah. We. Uh, I want to keep telling. I think it's just because it's such a in the moment kind of thing. Decision. Yeah. 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 You because you're driving. <laughs> typically, when you go on a road trip, you're driving somewhere for eight. Plus hours. That's yeah. a road trip. Yeah. At least a minimum of eight. So and so once you get in that car, you know that for the next eight yeah. hours, you're with. You're doing fuckers. nothing but driving with yeah. these fucking people. Yeah. And you're gonna want to kill them. You're gonna at times. You're gonna want to kill them, but there's no one that you could do it with where you wouldn't actually kill them. So this is the best you yeah. have. We discussed. Who would be the best person to eat? If we, we did discuss who would be. If we somebody. had to eat somebody, who would be the best person to eat? And uh, 
it uh, I mean we came to we made legitimate arguments for our points yeah um, they all were basically coherent for guys <laughs> talking about eating people yeah um, and then we came to a general consensus yeah we won't reveal who that person is because that could be a future subject yeah, but, and and if uh, he dies mysteriously, we don't want yeah, to blame. We're not so. on the hook for that one. He yeah. was delicious. I'm getting hungry. Um, but yeah, no things like that to just yeah. occupy your space without needing a phone. Or yeah. A, There's nothing even, better than driving through a patch where you get no service. We don't even hardly tell stories. Like our conversations no. are very just whimsical. And that's that's why it's hard to find the right folks person. who fit in with yeah. that because. We don't just like talk about our lives. No, we start. Don't talk about yourself or you will no. get shit on. That's what Harrison does. Yeah. Harrison, at some point throughout the road trip, will go through a stretch where he just starts telling stories. Yeah. And by like the third one, everyone's like, dude, your stories suck. Yeah, and then he goes, all right, turn on the music. No, we're fucking no, talking. We're talking here. And, uh. Well, can we do something? <laughs> all right, we'll do some math then. Yeah. Which is, you know. It's great in its own right. Yeah, Mad Libs are fucking funny. Yeah, especially if you have guys who already like to talk because they they like words and shit. Yeah, and they'll oh, that throw makes out, me sound intelligent. We like words and shit. They'll throw out things that like are gonna make the story take a really interesting turn. Yeah, uh, it really like that. That's peak life for me. Yeah, it's a road trip with a good time. About four hours in yeah. to the end, whenever yeah. the end is. Four hours, like a good ass. You, you start losing it, you're getting tired. Yeah, you, you make your first stop out of necessity. Yeah. You get out of the fucking car. You guys get some food, you're stretching. And then you have to get back in. Yeah. And Everybody's then, calling shotgun. Yeah. One, oh, that's the worst. Only one person gets shotgun. And Kevin, just so uh, the audience knows, what are the official rules of shotgun for the good time and buds? You must be outside. Of the, the whatever building, yeah. yeah, you gotta be outside. You have to be on your way to leave. Yep. And you have to be in sight of the With car. With inside of the car. First to call it gets it. Yeah. No, no argument. No argument. If it really comes down to you can't tell, you gotta Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Rock, best two out of three, of course. Only way to decide. Yeah. Best two out Shotgun of three. Shotgun is a key position a key of the road trip because. You don't want third row by yourself. No, it you sounds. Not. You can't hear anybody. It sounds good. It's like third row by myself. I'm Sweet, I'm gonna hang out. I'm take a nap on the way to Vegas. No, music's way too loud to sleep because all the speakers going wise. All the speakers in the back, so the people in front can hear each other. So you can't hear shit. Yeah. You have to relay through the middle section to the front section. The front section's mad at you because you're yelling because you're in the back. Hey, shut up! <laughs> hey, we're trying to listen to music. Here. <laughs> yeah. Backseat by yourself. Backseat's rough. Middle's alright, but yeah, shotguns. Middle's alright. I love being driver. Middle's alright if like you got another good time bud on in the middle with you, and you guys just fucking do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Front guys, whatever. Sucks when you have a shitty DJ though. It sucks when you have a shitty. We don't really have that. We don't have that many shitty DJs, and if someone we don't have that written down, but that's definitely a key to being in the good time of buds friend zone. Oh. Patent pending. Patent pending. Is uh, the DJ is aspect. the DJ aspect. But we have a good enough friend group that if someone puts some shitty on, everyone just... So everybody like, else will shut get it down. The fuck, get you know, this. that's true. We do have guys who I would consider in our friend zone who do not share our type of music. I would say yeah. Tony, Barzy. Barzy kind of does. Barzy, Barzy, Barzy will country. tolerate it. He likes Sturgill. Yeah, but Tony but not just Tony. Like, won't have it. Yeah. It's like, all right, dude. But he's still definitely in the friend zone. Oh, absolutely. He's a re- We're missing a real good buddy. We're missing a real good buddy. Tony. Uh, so... 
uh, yeah, that goes along with road trips. Um, but another thing that is going to be important, it could go along with the road trip or it could just be in, in general, mm-hmm. is uh, emergency situations. Yeah. How how good will they be in emergency situations? Are they going to freak the fuck out? Yeah. At, the, at like second one, they just freak out. If you hang out with the good time and buds, we, emergency situations happen. We get in emergency situations. How are you going to handle it? I've never been... Um, not confident that we'll not make it. Like, I've always no, we, been confident we we're going to knock it through. Somehow we pull through. Yeah. We've never disappointed ourselves. But yeah, you can't, like, worry. You just impressive. go, well, this is what we got. Um, like, when we fucking were breaking down on the way to Diamond Lake. Yeah, we broke we, down a lot on the way to Diamond Lake. Got a fucking tow truck. Yeah, I still have that, uh, the towel well, that I jacked from. Yeah, well, we needed it. We needed it. No, that was... Yeah, we get in some sticky situations sometimes. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you do the things that we do. <laughs> but we find a way out of them. Yeah, and so, yeah, you can't have anybody who's going to be a downer, who's going to be worried, who's going to be... Pulling that trailer up that steep-ass hill. Yeah. I'm like, you can't have anybody to drop oh, so on a sheer drop-off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was scary. Not scary. It was kind of it was, scary. It was, it was intense. It, it was intense. Harrison drove like a champ, though. He drove it well. Yeah, and so you can't have... Some sort of bitch in your car. No, you gotta just fucking well, or when the canopy ripped off going down the freeway. Yeah, we just pulled over. So we pull where you exit like at one of those fucking exit. Yeah, just just like the little triangle between the freeway and an off ramp. Duct taped the shit out of shit out of it. Rode on through. Rode on through. Held up like a champ. Hell of a trip. That was a hell of a trip. It's a trip for another time. That's our trip to Pendleton. Did we tell them? No. And Boardman. Boardman. We got bored and Boardman. Yeah, we got bored and Boardman. We were bored men. Uh, bored another men. thing that goes along with being in the good time buds is is it somebody that I'm willing to take on my vacation where I'm trying to get away from all the bullshit and I just yeah. want to go relax and hang out? Can this person come and not ruin my good time over here? Yeah, where it's a little less immediate. See, this is You're where not I would, exactly in a car. There's a little more this air This is breathe. where I would give Harrison one of the top. Good time, bud. He's a good vacation. A vacation guy. guy, money. That guy always knows wants vacations. to do something, but always down to kick it by the pool and get some pina coladas. Yeah. That guy knows how to vacation. That guy knows he's how to vacation. You gotta hand it to him. He does go on vacation. He knows how to vacation, but he's a guy that you want to take with he, you. Get, I guarantee you, he always finds like the local hotspot somehow. Yeah. He just knows how to navigate. Well, because he's willing to put in the effort more so. Yeah. Let's walk. Let's just walk into the jungle. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. If you're leading the way. Yeah. No. Uh. So. He's yeah. a great vacation. Somebody that he's a good vacation guy, and um, vacation could be camping or oh, or vacation. Yeah, just somewhere where you like, you're out. You're out, but you want yeah. You're not gonna be dragged down by this person. They're yeah. gonna want to be active as well or whatever. Yeah, they like the same activities you do: fishing, yeah, hunting, hunting, all that shit. Yeah, whatever. Just fucking sitting by a fire drinking. Yeah. Triple threat action. Yeah, you need to be able to do the triple threat. What is that a? A drink, a drink, a, a smoke, a shot, a chug, a rail. <laughs> no, it's a rip off the pipe. Rip off the take pipe. Take the shot. Inhale the line. Breathe out the smoke. Breathe out the smoke. That's triple threat. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, you got to be able to make it through the gauntlet. Farmer was fucking tough enough for that one. Farmer made it through that one. Yeah. That was a good time. That was one of the good time times with Farmer. Yeah. Yeah, no, but he's not a road trip guy, I don't think. He's not a road trip guy. No, no he is a... Road trip Road trip guy is, like, reserved for probably the best of the best. Yeah, road trip is... If you make it on the road trip... You're in. You're life. in, yeah. yeah. 
You're a good time. You're in the very center of the good time and buds friend zone. Patent pending. Yeah. Gotta say that for legal purposes. And then um, another one is, what is their stance on drugs and alcohol? They gotta be able to... Because they're gonna be consumed. Because they're gonna be consumed. They gotta be able to hang. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that we can have a good time in bed that's not like partaking. All no, the way. we couldn't. No. That would be too weird for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. The most I'll allow is for you guys to take half a tab instead of one. Yeah. Like, all right, you're doing half, pussy. But pussy? Yeah, pussy. Be sure you're along for the ride, I guess. Yeah. And we've done it the full amount together enough times where it's like, all right, well, I guess it's up to him. Yeah. He doesn't want to fucking have as much fun as me. But uh, along with stance, they also got to be able to, like, handle themselves. Yeah. Because we don't have anybody who freaks out. No. Except for Fluff that one time, but that was Spice. Yeah, that, that, that's a story way, for another time. That's for, way different. Sure. And he was already fucking hammered. That was White Trash Bash. Yeah, it was White Trash that's Bash. Not... But that that's definitely a worthwhile story to yeah. share. Yeah, no, that was, fun. That was um, something else. Get ready for a violent story <laughs> come, at some point, ladies and gentlemen. Um... So, but yeah, no, they need to be able to handle themselves because we are never looking, all we're ever searching for is a good time. Somewhere else to have fun. Yeah, we just, all we want to do is laugh in some capacity and we want no negative vibes. And, if you and become, we accomplish that almost every if time if it's just drug, the five of if us. If you become a drunk asshole, it's like, ah, come on, dude. Yeah, and no. I mean, we become drunk assholes more than anything else. Yeah. I just mean of the other things that we take. Yeah, no. like that's the one that but we, is most likely, we, but it's also the easiest to do. And we all, for the most part, will listen. And we get it because we, yeah. we a have seen this person this way a number of times, yeah. and b we've also been that way a number of times. Yeah, and so, so it's just like all right, <laughs> well we got to take care of this now while yeah. we also try to have a good time. Yeah, but so that that never always got to be watching this. No, that never happens on drugs, and like you know you don't want somebody having some sort of acid freak out. Which I've heard of. I've never witnessed I've never personally. Been close. I've never witnessed personally. It, it, I've had a couple like bad vibes for a second and then it goes away and then I'm all smiles. Again. Yeah, you just breathe for a second and think a different thought. Yeah. Or, all you have to do is get on one other thought and you're good. One other thought or move where you're standing, turn up, change the song. Yeah. Literally anything will yeah. change the whole mood. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um,. And having even that knowledge would be important to being in the zone. Yeah. And so. being able to take copious amounts of edibles. Yeah. Like, we go on edible kicks where, like, we'll just get a bunch and, like, three every day just take, like, four. I still have a few of them. So do I. Uh, the, the lemon ones, the mm-hmm. lemon cookie ones are fucking, they're fucking good, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to hit it that more often. Yeah. No, it's a good shot. Yeah. Um... For those of you who live in a state where they haven't legalized recreational weed, make an effort. Talk to your congressman. Do something because yeah. it is great. Get a petition going. It is great. Uh, don't move here, though. No. Colorado is nice, and so is Washington, and so is California. I'd like to go to Colorado. I want to go to, uh, I want to take a road trip. You hear this? Uh-huh. I want to take a road trip and go see uh, Hunter S. Thompson's cabin over in Woody Creek in, um, in Aspen. Yeah. How badass does that yeah, sound? Yeah, you're probably gonna have. To, I'm probably gonna have to fucking snowboard though. Huh? I'm probably gonna have to snowboard. Probably. Because I mean, I'm gonna be there, and there's gonna be. Unless we went in the summer, because uh, it might be tough to get over the Ooh, Rockies. In that's the winter. true. We could go. With, well, I'm sure it's tough to get over. Yeah. It's the Rockies. Oh yeah. But um, 
Yeah, dude, I'd be down the road trip to that. Sweet yeah. to his fucking his cabin where he lived for like thirty years. Not really a cabin; it's more like a fortress. It's it's like a wooden. Is it like a museum now, or is it just like? It's private? available to be visited. That's all I know. But yeah, and like uh, all his old hangs are there. Um, the Woody Creek Tavern. Um, Can you get a drink at the Woody Creek Tavern? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So and that's that's like my drink. Faced. Yeah. At the Woody Creek Tavern. Yeah. Take the cozy comfort and get a bumper sticker. Oh, get a Hunter S. Thompson bumper sticker for my parents' camper? Yeah, hell yeah. Take that thing over the Rockies. I'm definitely into that. You take that thing over the Rockies. I've gone over the Rockies, and it is Oh, my steep. God. I would do it. We'd need Harrison's Ram again, though. What, the bad torque converter? Well, I'll get the torque converter <laughs> fixed, but that thing had some balls. Yeah, it did. So, anyways, that's a vacate. That's a little road trip we should talk about. Yeah. Cause that'd be fun as shit. I don't think we'd have any, dude. When we're going, when we're going camping, we're gonna be like, we might as well just go there on our way camp, and then go up to fucking Aspen or the creek. Camping when? This summer. All right. You mean like in two weeks? Well, we can push it back and plan a road trip. You want to drive to Aspen? Yeah. I'd be down. Yeah. I don't think the other guys would be down. Yeah, they would. They will. They're the good time at Bud's. We can talk them into it. Yeah, I think we can. Fuck, I could sell a mouse a cat. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, <laughs> do we have anything else um, that I think we would consider um, a real necessity for... Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I believe so. In fact, uh, they're giving us the light. Uh, looks like we're running out of time on this topic, so... Uh, that's what it takes to get in the good time and buds friend zone. Patent pending. Patent pending. Keep it crispy. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 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 the good time and buds presents their annual weed extravaganza. The event starts whenever we get up. Booths will include magicians, dispensaries, local farms, magicians, professional astronomers, A-list celebrities, D-list celebrities, magicians, Kathy Griffin probably, artists, live music, food vendors, good time and buds yard games, raffles, magicians, and of course, our beloved mascot, Old Nugger. Sponsors include the Guild of the Dark Arts, Crazy Jerry's Weed World, Token Smokin' Jokers, The Placebo Effect. Buttermick Products Incorporated, Doritos and Mountain Dew, and a little bit of brisket on a Ritz. Roll on down to the Good Time and Buds annual weed extravaganza. Did we mention there would be magicians? Vegas, part two. Ah, the smoking room. Well, we had finally got there, I think. Where did we leave off last? Um... I guess it was just getting our room, wasn't it? Yeah, we parked at the Hooters parking lot. Smoked that J. Smoked that J. We went, went to, to that depressing, depressing cheeseburger place. Cheeseburger place. And then went, asked if we could check in our room early. They said early checkout was like 10 o'clock. Yeah. So we had like two hours to kill. <coughs> we went and gambled a little bit. But then the lady told us that Harrison couldn't be down there because he was only 20. Yeah. So I think we just went and like kind of familiarized ourselves with the casino. 
maybe walked up the strip once, but it was like six in the morning, so we still weren't like really looking to do that. No. And then we went up to our. We were all home. pretty dead from the seventeen-hour drive. Yeah, and then the six hours of being in Vegas with nothing to do and being high, so tired. So then we went up to our room, and I think we all tried to sleep for a little bit. And there was only two beds and five dudes, so I had to sleep on the floor. But I got the couch cushions, so yeah. it wasn't that bad. And we all, I mean, we all fell asleep. I don't know for how fucking long. Not long enough. Yeah. And then we did some uppers. Did some uppers. Went out to dinner. Or went out on the town at like, I think like 7. 7. Because Harrison still wasn't 21 until midnight. <coughs> yeah. So we went out at like 7. I think maybe some of us probably did some gambling. We did some initial gambling. Yeah, we played got, that quick hits machine that was hot. They and kept serving us. They kept serving us drinks. free drinks, so yeah. we were just fucking getting drunk. And then... We're staying at the Luxor. Somehow, yeah, we, yeah. And the, <coughs> this is the big black pyramid yeah. with the Sphinx. So at some point, we all got split up. Because mm-hmm. me and Fluff were out gambling. And then you guys texted us and said, come up to the room. It's like 10 o'clock. We're going to start drinking. So we started drinking and just watching like MTV. Yeah. Like reality TV shows and making fun of it. And like smoking in the room, getting high, doing uppers, run, going up and down the hallway. Taking some dabs. Did we Taking dabs. Yeah, we brought dabs. Yeah, we did. That's what we brought. Car on the way back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had dabs and we had dabs, Adderalls, weed, Adderall, Vivans. And then. And booze. Yeah. And so we were doing that and then. At like 11.50 or whatever, we went downstairs, and we all just fucking started gambling. Harrison was gambling. Me and Fluff were playing blackjack. Everyone was like winning. Like, nobody was like winning huge, but everyone was no, But staying. everybody was staying in. They didn't, was nobody staying, really lost any money. Everyone was staying where they could keep gambling, basically, at what they had. And Actually, then, slightly getting better yeah, throughout like the night. Yeah, paying for a meal here and there. Yeah. And then gambling, and yeah. Tipping decently. You know, to the yeah, waitresses, to the they kept coming. Yeah, we were, kept serving. Yeah, we were getting drinks, and we bounced around to a bunch of different uh, casinos. Casinos. But that night, we pretty much kept it at casinos. Was that the night where they were having the country music fest there, and there was all those well, was chicks whole, walking around? It was, it was the, the whole, whole weekend. weekend that's but right. I think the last night we were there, that's was when the we big went concert. Yeah, I think you're right. Line. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the big concert with Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. What a fucking joke. But um. Yeah, so we pretty much the first night just kept it to casinos. Yeah. And I think we talked about going out to a bar, but nothing sounded good, and we were all fucking tired of shit still. Yeah. But we stayed out. That now, was Harrison the, turned 21, 21 at midnight. Yeah. That was the day, I'm pretty sure, where Fluff played blackjack until the buffet opened. Really? And we were all just, like, hanging out with him. Yeah. Yeah, because we only... Well, then once Harrison turned 21, he got to start drinking. Yeah, well, on the floor with us. On the floor with yeah, us. Yeah, so, but we pretty much just drank and played slots, I think, and like tables. Pretty much. We didn't yeah. go... We went out to other casinos, but... The next night was where it... The next night was interesting. when we, yeah, went out. Because that night we just gambled, but like, Fluff literally gambled until the... We were out until the buffet opened the next morning. Yeah. Because Fluff went to it. Yeah, and, and then, then we slept for a little bit. We slept probably until like... We hung out. We slept and then hung out, watched some Seinfeld. Yeah, one of the greatest TV again. shows of all time. Kind of just relaxed for a little bit. Yeah. Until probably like, well, I mean, we probably went out and got lunch, and then probably came back and hung yeah. out again, and then went out probably smoking like four or five to get dinner at that place where Harrison. Oh no, that was the third night. 
That was the third night. Because the second that night, was, the second night was a strip club. Yeah, the second night was we went out to the strip club. The second night we were just like walking around, just looking at shit. Yeah, uh, we of course Do, done a few more of our things that we had in the room. Yeah, talk, we're going we're going out to either find a bar or a strip club. Yeah, and then Harrison and we are the, barely out on the strip before Harrison, Harrison completely buys into pulls this. Pulls a classic family move. Yeah, the nearest guy like I could take you to a strip club in a stretch. Escalate. Automatically becomes his friend. Wants to jive with him. him. The guy's like, I can get you two free lap dances and a ticket to the door for like forty bucks. And right there and back. And so Harrison like just jumps on it. So we're like, we're all like, all right, we're going to the strip club right now. Not that I had any problems with that because that's an activity I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. But we got in that fucking. It wasn't even a stretch escalate. It was like a big suburban. And yeah. the guy drove like shit, and Ian was fucked up sitting in the back. Oh, Ian was getting sick. Seat. Yeah, you got car sick and fucking just puked everywhere. I got there with my, uh, I got there with my knife. Finally got all the way inside. So it was a pretty exclusive kind of yeah. strip club. And so uh, it took a while to get to the front. I finally get there. They take the knife that I have in my pocket, try to put it in my boot. Also doesn't work. Then I have to go hide it behind the thing where I find Ian. Puking. Just yakking in the street. Yeah. And uh, well, we get in I eventually there. hid my knife and got it back, though. We went in there. And the tall, like, Amazonian woman. Oh, she was huge. Hits on one of us. Was it you? Oh, yeah. She hit and on me and then and I you passed. you were just like, ah, you should talk to this guy. It's his birthday. It's the fluff. No, no I, I handed her up to Harrison. I went, you should give it to this guy. It's his birthday. He got, like, a lap dance or something. Yeah. Fucking. She took him over, though. Fluff He didn't stand a chance. Oh, yeah. Fluff disappeared for a while. Doing a long while. Things, doing fluff face. Yeah. Falling in love. Oh, yeah. With the stripper. Uh, every time. He just jived with that one blonde one for a long I, time. For some reason, everyone <coughs> but Harrison, and I think Fluff, so maybe just you and Ian, gave me your guys, at least one of your guys' free drinks. Ian gave me both because he felt like shit. Mm-hmm. And then you gave me one because you were hanging out with Ian. So I fucking had like five drinks and two free lap dance coupons. Yeah. And I still yeah, you scored. And I still gave the lady the free coupons. Yeah. For the three lap dances, and she told me she didn't take those. I was like, "What kind of horse shit is that?" And I just like gave them to her. I told her I didn't have any money. Then I, another girl, I got a laugh with the ATM. They charged me like ten dollars to take out the ATM. Jeez. Fucking a. It's Vegas. But, yeah, no, it was worth it. But I pulled out cash. I was getting a dance with this other girl. And the other stripper came over and told me she thought I didn't have any money. I was like, oh, it just ran out. Yeah. <laughs> and then fucking, like, not long after that, we ended up leaving. But me, Fluff, Well, and before Harrison, you guys left, Ian was just like, I got I to gotta get back. Or oh, I want to yeah. go back. You guys took a taxi. Yeah, and I was like, I'm down to go back, too. And uh, we got in the taxi with this Mexican dude. And... Uh, it was a decent little drive back to the Luxor because it was kind of way across yeah, town. Yeah, the strip clothes were kind of out of town. Yeah, and so as we're driving back, um, he just starts going, you know, I can get you guys whatever you want. We're like, what? He's like, you guys cool? You smoke weed? We're like, yeah. So you do other drugs? We're like, yeah. And then he just started listening, you know, you like this, you like that. And we're like, yeah. He goes, I can get you anything you want. And Ian and I are kind of like, Silently looking at each other, it's like we've got cash because we didn't end up spending it too much at the strip club. Uh, this guy seems sketchy enough to where it seems like it might be solid. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know, you guys want, you guys want coke? You want some snow? You want some? Uh, you want some? He asked us. He offered us some some weird shit. I don't remember what it was. Did but he offer you Molly? 
Yeah, he definitely offered us Molly. Yeah, no shit, we should have. But we had so many fucking. But but well, here's. And Vyvanse. I would. That wouldn't have stopped Ian and I, I know, though. I know. Ian and I were this close to going. Yeah, sign us up. But we just we were both on the same vibe of like. Uh, Slight chance this guy's a cop. And it could be really bad. It could be really bad. So uh, we're just like, no, we're good, man. Uh, broke our hearts. Certainly did. But, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, you know, it's a smart thing to do. I don't think we would have needed it. No, but it could have been fun. It would have been fun. But uh, nevertheless, nevertheless. So that's that's how our ride back was. We got in the, We were all fucking hammered. Harrison, I don't know how much he spent with buying drinks, buying dances, talk, like talking to strippers, one stripper. Yeah. And Fluff was... Again, probably off in the corner somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. But so we all got out and we're all fucked up. And we remember that the guy said that we got a free Escalade back to the hotel. Oh, yeah. So we got in the next limo, not even an Escalade, just a limo that cut, rolls up. We get in it with three other random dudes. We're like, where are you going? And they're like, Hard Rock Cafe. We're like, sweet. We walk past Hard Rock Cafe like 10 times a day. That's right on the strip, right by the Luxor. We'll yeah, it's like right across the street. So we all get in. We get like halfway there, and they're like, we're not going to the Hard Rock Cafe. We're going to the Hard Rock Hotel. And we're like, oh, that's fine. They're like, I don't think you realize. Like, that's not by the strip. We're <laughs> like, that's fine. Is it closer to the strip than we are at the strip club? They're like, yeah. So we get in, and they drop us off. The guy offers to give us a ride. But Fluff's getting sick, and Harrison and me are just <laughs> fucked up. Like, ah, we'll walk. Because we can see Vegas. Like, yeah. We can see the strip. It's not that far. Then we start it's, it's walking. It's deceptive, dude. It's it so big, so you can't tell that distance. Far. It is so fucking far. Yeah. And so we hail a taxi. Did you hail a taxi? Yeah. We hailed a taxi, and we got in, and the guy that couldn't say, you know, normally I'm not supposed to pick people up that fucking stick their arm out, but you guys look like you're not up to any trouble. And we were just like fucked up, like no, dude, just like get us back yeah. to the hotel. Plus, get a puke. Harrison and me are just drunk and happy, but not feeling great. Yeah. And so we're like just trying to get back to the hotel, and then we get back there, and we have to try to find you. Yeah. And in the midst of trying to find you, is that when we found Taylor? No, no, no. Taylor was the next night. Taylor we all happened in one night. Nights? What, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, because that was the night before we were leaving. This was not the night before we were yeah. leaving. That, this is the night where Fluff, like, died and went upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then came back somehow, claims he didn't take any of our drugs. Happy as a clam, yeah. like, ready to party. And we were yeah. like, God damn it, Fluff. Yeah. You sneaky little beater. <laughs> so that, that next day... That's when we went to, like, that restaurant. Yeah, the next day. Well, yeah, because remember Harrison spent all the money his mom gave us for food at, at the, the strip, strip club. club? So there you go. There's, there's our last all day. money, yeah. Yeah, there's our lost time. Okay. So, fuck. Harrison spent all so the money. So we slept during the morning again. Barely at all this Yeah, time, but we get up. Like, barely at all. It's around. our last day and it's our last night. So yeah. for some reason, we think we need to go for 18 hours. Yeah. And so we fucking... Get Do up, a lot of gambling. Start. We start gambling. Then Walking around, getting making drinks, making a lot of drinks. Get, yeah. Oh yeah, cause we just took our booze. We asked that guy what time the bar is closing. He's like, "What do you mean? Like, what time's closing time? Like, when do we have to stop drinking?" He's like, "Not never." You're in Vegas. We're like, "Okay, yep, yeah, that's what this trip's gonna fucking be." Yeah. And so then we fucking we started gambling. 
we got lunch, cheap lunch. We all went to like some. Yeah, we went to like McDonald's or some chicken shack. Yeah, the cafeteria up in our hotel. I think it was chicken shack. And so we were planning on going to that nice restaurant for dinner because Harrison's mom was like, "You guys have to go here and get pictures. Here's money for dinner. Yeah, like, two hundred fifty bucks, like three hundred bucks or something for dinner. A lot of money. A lot of money." Harrison tells us the next day, yeah, we can't get dinner. We're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, we have to go there, so I'll buy drinks and an appetizer yeah. or whatever, but if you guys want food, you have to buy your own drink, or you have to buy your own meals. We're like, what? Why come? We're like, what the fuck? And he's like, I spent all the money for the food at the strip club. <laughs> but before that, literally right before we went to get food, me and Fluff hit the jackpot. Oh yeah, for eighteen hundred bucks. That's right, that we right. We had the split. So we've been playing quick hits all weekend. That oh, was our main go-to we slot. It. We were all winning. Yeah. And then you guys, you Literally, bet. You got Okay, we rule were, number one of gambling: you got to bet big. Bet. You got to bet big to win. We big. were max betting like the whole time because I put a twenty in and I got down to ten. And yeah. Fluff said I'll put ten in. Whatever we win, we split it 50-50. Yeah. So like, all right. So Fluff puts his ten in. We start with a few max bets. We're not hitting. Literally, I don't remember whose decision it was, but we betted down one. To one twenty. To one twenty instead of two dollars or whatever. Instead of one fifty, it just went up to one fifty. Hit the yeah. max bet, eighteen hundred bucks. If we would have max bet, we would have won eight grand. Yeah. And in the car ride down there, I said, if anyone makes over a grand, they have to pay for the hotel room. Yeah. And, me and, and it worked out great because it was your Fluff rule. One over a grand, so we each split the hotel room, and that is why Harrison offered to buy us drinks right. and an appetizer, which we ended up just getting like a little meal plate thing that was enough because we weren't that hungry. Yeah. Because we were fucking on drugs and shit. At that like last resort. Yeah, where they no, it's called Dick's or something. Dick's Last drew, Resort. Yeah, I think Dick's it is. Last Resort, where they drew on your. They just uh, they wrote uh, a funny insult phrase on your you hat. the whole time you order. Yeah. And it's a great place. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, they give you a hat that says something. Mine was, uh, I was a butt double for uh, Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain, yeah. Mine said I pee on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> so and we were just high on life. We got these gigantic margaritas. Oh, I got yeah. It's like a gallon of marg. And you guys were up eighteen hundred bucks, which meant everybody was getting their hotel paid for. Yeah, so we literally because everyone had paid for their hotel already, so yeah. we literally just handed back everyone's share of the hotel right yeah. to them. We're like, well, fuck it, let's go party. So we start yeah. walking through. Fluff stops and gets that weird water massage thing for a moment. And Harrison. And Harrison. And then Fluff bought that muscle shocker he thing. Bought the muscle he shocker. Classic Fluff. Fluff would buy a muscle shocker. Classic Fluff. And uh, but then we go back and we start gambling at the Luxor because we know have to, we we have to leave the next day early. Yeah, so we've got to go seventeen early, hours. Yeah, yeah. We had to, we were planning on leaving like six or seven. Yeah, or and uh, as so we we're get just gambling at the Luxor. Yeah. Somehow, Harrison finds some girl. Harrison and I are walking around. Oh, it was you and Harrison. And she comes up to us and she goes, "What's up?" And we go, "Hey, what's up?" And she's. Got a nice face, but she's rather large. She's not that big, dude. Yeah, she is. I have her on Snapchat. Kevin, no, she's not. Kevin, I had her on me. So did I. Yeah, so, so did I. So it's one man's word versus another, and I say she was large, larger when she took her clothes off, but that's yeah. beside the point. We're getting ahead of ourselves. See, that's the thing. You have to picture her before that because she looked decent. <laughs> she looked decent when we were pretty fucking hand. 
Yeah. She looked, yeah, she looked but, decent with so her pretty So she hand. came up to you guys yeah. and started talking. Started talking. We were just walking around driving with her because we were, we were feeling it because we we're like, yeah, fuck yeah, why not? Yeah. See what happens. And uh, then she sees Kevin and she goes, that guy's well, really hot. Harrison said, these are my single friends. Yeah. Pick one. And she was like, that guy's hot and she was not interested in love. No. No. <laughs> and so you guys had to like go out to the car to get more booze. Yeah. Naturally. Naturally. Where they're serving free booze. So you guys went out to the car, which was a fuck a ways away. Yeah. And me and her were going to go up to the room and charge your phone. That's right. Then you guys came back with the booze and asked if we charged your phone. And then we were like, no, now we're going to charge the phone. Yeah. And so we went up to the room to charge the phone. And we were up there. For That's it. with a lot of finger quotes. Yeah. Well, we charged, charged the phone. You're gonna plug it in. Charged her phone. You're gonna plug it in. He charged her phone. She walks in the room. We've got like half a rock star in a giant martini glass with dicks. She pours like five shots of Crown, a tiny bit of like the rest of the half a rock star, and puts some ice in there. And in thirty minutes, while we were talking, she drinks the whole thing. Through, like through a straw, <laughs> just sucked it. Wasn't she down. also talking about her daughter? She was talking about her baby daddy. Her baby daddy. Yeah, and how they don't get along. I was just listening, like I don't really care. And then she told me she didn't want to talk about that anymore. Sounds good. And then I was like, yeah, me either. And then one thing led to another. You guys start getting busy. You guys. We walk in. You guys walk in the room. Yeah. And she like falls off the bed. She's completely naked. She falls off the bed, um, and we just go, oh, shit, and we walk back out the door. We close it. We're all standing there kind of going, like, fuck, now what? And then all of a sudden, you've thrown on some clothes, nah, open well, the door. Not in a minute, because you guys, Ian ate his food out there. Oh, that's right. And then I thought you guys, like, I thought you guys left. Like, I thought you were like, oh, Kevin's using the room. We're going to leave. No, you guys just waited out right outside the door. Well, I'm still having a snack with this woman. Yeah. And so we're like hanging out and then we do everything that we do. And then I like kind of get dressed and I like go to the door and I open it and you guys are just there. So then you guys just like come in and she wants to bang me in front of my friends because <laughs> she thinks that's a good idea. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, like probably not, but we'll see if they're into it. I asked you guys, you guys are like way into it. And I'm like, <laughs> no, this is not happening. Yeah. I'm not about to bang her in front of you. So then we go out in the hallway and she's just like naked. No, we go out in the hallway because you come out the door. Well, that's before. I was in the hallway with her for a while where she just kept like taking off her clothes in the hallway. Oh, and then yeah. we went over by the ice chest and checked for ice. And there was she just ran straight down guys. the hall, butt ass naked. Yeah, well, then we I got her in the bathroom or something. She had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I got her in the bathroom. I think I like put the rest of my clothes on and I just ran down. If you if you see her, tell her I like went down to the casino or something. You I said just, something like that. Yeah, and I just then fucking booked it. left. And you guys were And like, we're still trying to wrangle this naked woman running up and down well, the Well, yeah, at first you guys are like, why is he doing that? Or like, whatever, like, that's weird. Yeah. Then you understand, she's drunk out of her mind. Well, and our problem was, it's like, we do not want this person to be with us. Like, this looks bad. Like, there's, we want nothing to do with her, but it's pretty dangerous to let her run around a casino naked. So it's like, all right, we'll get her back in the room. Yeah. 
So we get her back in there and try to like sober her up, like. Well, and then she just starts laying on things. And then she just starts. She starts trying to like jerk somebody off. Everybody. She yeah. She tries to jerk everybody off, and then she asks each of us if we want to bang her. We all say no. Or well. We, I we said it's not yes. A strict, it's not a strict no, but it's like uh, it was like uh, convince me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, give me some reasons why. But uh, but then we're like, yeah, no, she's too fucked up, and she so way and so up. we're like, no, you got to leave. But we were fucked up too. Oh, we were fucked we up. Were all, yeah, yeah, we were all super like, fucked everyone up. Everyone was fucking. But we're like. You gotta get the fuck out of here. And like, then, like, you literally had to put her clothes on because tr- she was like, "Well, we didn't even get there you. yet because we we're we we're trying to put the clothes on her, and we're like, we gotta leave in the morning. You gotta let us go. You got we gotta let you go." Um, and so Ian and I, we all like try to like go to sleep, like lights on, but like lay down. It's like we're trying to go to sleep. We get out of here, and she's still completely naked, and she lays down in between Ian and I, and face down. Up. Yeah. And uh, Ian and I just continued to just kind of lay there casually. And uh, well, then she went over to Harris's bed and tried to <laughs> get with yeah. Harris in. And Harris was like, get out of my yeah. bed. And we're like, no, you got to go. And then I think maybe we said Kevin's out there somewhere. Or, yeah, I think you told her eventually that I was looking for her. Yeah, or but something. he's down on the but floor. You got to get dressed and go check it out. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we... I hung out in the men's bathroom for a while. Yeah. Figured she wouldn't find me in there. Well, and somehow amidst this, amidst this, Fluff comes back with some uh, black chick that we have no idea what Oh, yeah. From. Somewhere in this story. Fluff's Somewhere among the wreckage of... Of upstairs. Upstairs. Fluff is downstairs causing some other kind of wreckage. Yeah. And brings a black woman upstairs. Brings a black chick upstairs. Gets her up there and then tells her he has no money. Yeah. To which we... We knew what she was the second we Obviously, saw her. Obviously, and so much. did he. Yeah. So did he. Say He's a sucker yeah. born every minute. Fluffs two of them. So. But yeah, no, and also after I left, I went downstairs with Fluff and started gambling, and I hit a hundred dollars. I put a twenty in, and I hit a hundred dollars on a slot nice. machine. Took it over the blackjack table. Me and Fluff both bet a hundred dollars. I we both doubled down, and we both won. Nice. So we both won two hundred or three hundred bucks, and we bet a hundred again. Both lost and got out of there. But we each won in like half an hour, like three hundred bucks, and we both won on the same slot machine too. It was crazy. It was the C one with the oh, with uh, the, the hooks. No, with the inner tubes and the seagulls. Oh, they have it at Romans. Oh, that's right. But yeah, it was that one. So uh, we hit the machines pretty hot that weekend. Yeah, we did. It was all win. I came back at least broke even or up. Yeah, I think I. Came I think up. I came up back up like seventy bucks. I think I came back exactly even. So. And it was only forty three dollars for gas. Yeah. The fucking traverse. You should just do that again. What do you say? To Colorado. Yeah. Dude, I'm a hundred percent down for that. Yeah, that sounds fun as hell. Let's talk about that. So, anyways, um, and we finally got rid of Taylor. She's. Or whoever oh she, yeah, and then I forgot to was. wrap up the story. Yeah, we got rid of her. Yeah, and I went. Me and Fluff eventually. I came upstairs at like three, and you guys were like, "Yeah, fucking idiots, sleep for two hours." We're all we trying to sleep, but everybody's leave. fucked up. Yeah, everyone's fucked up and like wired and, and like making zombies. Noise. So we sleep for however long, and then literally we just have to fucking get up, 
at like get in the car. We five a.m. We saved one Vyvanse for whoever drove the leg home, and and that's what we're gonna cover next we, week. Yeah, once once we'll ride back. Once I got picked up at the pool, ready to head back. Yeah, we're leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, next week. Today's inspirational quote comes to us from Hunter S. Thompson. We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-powered blotter acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, and a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers, and also a quart of tequila, a quart of rum, a case of Budweiser, a pint of raw ether, and two dozen amels. Not that we needed all that for the trip, but once you get locked into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can.